I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Sparta Podcast, the only <laughs> podcast in the world. My name is Tom. <laughs> I am Travis. Yeah, and I'll be your Cody for this evening, whatever. And I'm Mike. There he is. <laughs> there we are. We're doing things. Yeah! Uh, Travis, how was your week, Travis? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you beat me too. No, you he did it. He literally He's did the it. nicest guy. Nicest guy. He didn't beat you uh, to it. He said it whatever. after you did. Yeah, that was whatever, Cody. He asked. My, Mike is my favorite person. <laughs> no, so my not. week. Uh, yeah, nothing to report. <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> no, I've been I've been working a lot. I've been cutting some videos. I've been doing these videos on plant based. Uh, yeah, you said on. that in the last oh, podcast. No. I, yeah. Did, did I? Fuck. Nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. I did do something. Oh, I got pizza. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You survived? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. What about you guys? Uh, I got Hot Pockets from Costco. Mm. It's kind of like pizza, but inside out. All right. We yeah. got some fantastic weeks going on. That's okay. You're just a normal person, like everyone else. <laughs> I barbecued. Yeah. What month I was up today. I saw yeah, that. When, when you barbecue... You get a feeling of, of gratification that I haven't had in a while since the last time I barbecued, three days before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's it. That's the week. Yeah. Lots of food. That's vegan. good. Yeah. I keep getting yelled at by this person on my block, actually, I'm just remembering, because I smoke cigarettes and I throw uh, them out in the garbage. But you're not littering. Like you're not I littering. I live in a... I live in an apartment complex, and there's, like, literally hobos that sleep on this bench. And, like, sometimes I go out there and have a cigarette, and this fucking idiot that lives in the, like, half a million dollar condos across the street next Bad to the houses. bench is like, bah, stop throwing your bus on the ground, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're not the bad one? Been secondhand smoke to the homeless like, guy. fuck you, lady. Just tell yeah. him, re- repeat after me. Next time he yells at you, say, do you want to get violent? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yeah. will get violent. You just take your clothes off. Violence, please. It's too much work. Yeah, it's too much work. Oh, that would be fun if you like. Um, he comes out and yells at you, and you yeah, you, my well, shirt not off. even. You just rip like the part where your nipples at, and then just cut off that part of the shirt. Oh yeah, like, that means what, business right there. Looking at him, you want some of Daddy's milk? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fuck with you if I saw that. No, I'd be like, damn, this guy's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, one of our finest How Was Your Week moments here on Roast Mortem, the only podcast. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. But uh, without further ado, let's just start talking. More. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody asked me a question that's not the one with How Does He Die? Oh, the other question? <laughs> yeah. Um, who is on our mortician slab today, uh, Mr. Lee? On our choppy men slab boy town. 
Oh. Uh, we have a guy, but first, I just wanted to let you know about the subject Why that we're talking about. Why did I even about. ask you that question if you're not going to answer it and then immediately change, like, tracks? Ah, you know what, Cody? Don't worry about it. Tonight we're talking about... always. Tonight we're talking about my favorite subject, archaeology. Oh, I thought that was going to be hot dogs. Yeah, I thought it was going to be retro porn. Uh, hot dogs on the side of the road is a whole different study of archaeology. Uh, you know, that's... I won't get into that today because, you know, that's a whole other story for another I'd day. I love learning about it. In, but in yes, it is podcast. a science. It's a science, archaeology. Um, and sure. the last archaeologist we roasted was Giovanni Belzoni. You guys remember that Italian monster? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. He was strong. But he, he was doing that. Sh- he was a strong boy. He, he played was a ship. Mummies. Yeah, all the way down. Uh, he was doing that shit all the way back in the 1810s. That was back when archaeology was in its baby form. Like, they didn't really know what they were doing. They're like, mummies, I don't care. Just burn them. Jerky. Yeah. So our subject's heyday was the 1870s and 1880s. And archaeology, its techniques, the overall concept of documenting the past had evolved a lot. People now understood that you could date a certain object from stratification of the soil. That's like different layers and shit. You ever got one of those mud cups and you see the yeah. worms and then you see like the mashed potatoes? What do they have in mud cups? Whipped cream, chocolate yeah. flakes, gummy worms, spaghetti, spaghetti, Oreos. I never got the gummy worms part. It's gross. No one does. It's gross. Well, it's mud mud, yeah, it's the mud part, but. In the 1870s and 1880s, people had an understanding that archaeology was a destructive science. And oh. that is when you disturb the earth and remove artifacts. That the site can't be reassembled again. You to remove its context, right? So, like, I'm I'm using a flashlight in my abode, and then I throw it in the dirt. Like, oh, well, we know that this man likes to eat Cheetos and has a flashlight. Yeah, how long <laughs> has to happen before it's archaeology and not dumpster diving? Three and a half weeks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they know this thing. Everything that you find in the dirt in archaeology has to be documented. And you can't just start knocking things over willy-nilly. Yeah, it's a difference between T- archaeology and grave robbing. Yeah, so today, actually, most sites uh, that are discovered are not excavated right away. Archaeologists use ground-penetrating radar to map Sexy. out the site. Yeah. And excavation, if it's done, is very meticulous procedure. Yeah, um, you dig with brushes. It takes a long time. Wow. Yeah. On top of that, we also have radiocarbon dating, which gives us a ballpark of organic material that we uncover from the earth. Are you, a lot, are you lots of science no. right here? I haven't been paying attention. I'll chime back in once we start talking about a person. I love this. <laughs> I'm rigid. <laughs> All right, so our person, his name yeah. is Heinrich Schliemann. Uh, Schliemann. Heinrich, strong name. Schliemann. Heinrich Schliemann. It's a nice name. So if, if you're even. Right? That's a gynecologist name. I don't know why he, I think that. He could have been. He was looking at a lot of vagina. Uh, but if you're even remotely interested in the study of archaeology, you may have heard of this guy because he found one of the most important finds in the history of the science <gasps> when he unearthed the lost ancient Greek city of Troy. Whoa, how do you find that? <laughs> he was in his uh, backyard. <laughs> Sticking around. Yeah, how do you find a whole yeah. city? Oh, Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, what was the movie with Troy? With a Troy? It was called with Troy. Troy. It was yeah. called Troy. Oh, it was yeah. Troy. With, uh, what's his name? Wasn't it? Barnes Pitt. Barnes Pitt. I thought it was like Channing Tatum. 
Yeah, Channing oh, Tatum. Oh, was Brad, oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Tatum. Pitt. Not Barnes Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows where the facts oh. begin and the jokes end here. Throw some more to Yeah, cast, Chantex, Chantex Tatum. Yeah. Also, Barnes as a first name is a good time. I just, I agree. So whether you've heard of this guy, Schleeman, before, uh, you probably don't know that he was a rich, pathological egomaniac. Perfect person that we like to roast on. Can we show. even trust him when he says, I found Troy? No. <laughs> Sounds kind of fishy to me. So Schleeman had learned proper methods of excavation, and he threw them all out the window when he was digging in the trenches. This is, this is not important. Nah, 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 nah. Um, Schleeman's finds are displayed at most major museums around the world, and his findings are currently being put under the microscope, and have lar- even though they have largely remained unquestioned for the majority of the 20th century. They're just now wow. being like, I don't know, this guy is <laughs> kind of an idiot. <laughs> Wait a minute, this isn't Troy, this is a White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, wow. so the thing is that Schleeman is seen as one of those mythological, almost mythological, like, passionate archaeologists. And he's inspired so many to join the field. Um, So challenging his discoveries is a little bit uh, a sore subject towards crusty old professors. You know what I mean? Like, this is like the Babe Ruth, right? Like, of archaeology. Okay. Or Derek Jeter's. Let me just write that down yeah. in my notes. Derek Jeter. Okay. Jeter. Continue, Travis. <laughs> yep. So big shout outs to my main source, Schleeman of Troy, Treasure and Deceit <laughs> by David Trail with two L's for knocking oh. this asshole down a peg. Oh, he did it for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, That's what we do. We of- read a source and it's like, oh, this guy <laughs> helped me. Yeah, I like to think of like the roast mortem episode as a penis, and our main source is like that thick old vein that goes all the way to the tip. Yeah, like, we're providing the fun stuff. We're we're pumping the blood. See, I, um, I would like I would like to think of roast mortem as a penis too, but I would like to think of it as a drunk man's penis, where sometimes it works very well, <laughs> but most of the time it falls flat on its face and is very embarrassing to the entire RSS feed. It's like Schrodinger. <laughs> Heinrich Schliemann uh, was born 1822, and here's where here's the fun part of this episode. Is there's German words, but there's also Greek words. So I'm gonna have a fun good. time tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he was born in Neubuchau, Mecklenburg, Schwerin, Germany. No. Okay. Huge problem <laughs> no. there. Oh. Stop. <laughs> He's born in Germany. Neubuchau. Neubuchau. All right. This is. I, can you put more effort than zero into this, Travis? Dude, I put so much effort into it. Okay, I'm not going to stop you every time you fuck up because we have an entire episode to do. So keep going. Sounds good to me, Travis. Dude, just trust me, guys. It's new book All right. Sounds right. <laughs> it's fine. So before we jump into Schleeman, and I know there's a lot of ex- exposition Ew. here going on, Tom. There's a lot, a lot of it. Yeah. You're like, I hate this. Okay. Before we jump into Schleeman, Schleeman, we have to go way back in time, almost 3,000 years back. Time travel. In order to know the story of Heinrich, you have to know the story of the fall of Troy. And to that, I'm passing the ball to our very own blind orator, Cody of Hawaii. Thank God. Me. Someone who can read. (laughs) 
All right. Buckle up. Quick rundown of the fall of fucking Troy. I was actually confused with this because I, I asked Travis, is like, um, there's fucking cupids and gods involved in this. Do you want all this mumbo jumbo nonsense in there? And Travis is like, yeah, make it ridiculous. So it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, all right. So depending on how far back you want to go, um, this all started with the golden apple of discord that was made by the goddess Ares. And like the other goddesses of ancient Greek want it. So like Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena are, like all have this like boner for this golden apple. I don't know why gods want the, the fruit. Uh, it's weird. And they're bickering, and Zeus is like, yo, shut the fuck up. We're going to let a mortal idiot decide which one of you bitches gets it. And go to, they go to this Trojan prince, and his name is Paris, and he's, he's going to be a character in this whole fucking fall of Troy. And these three goddesses get naked in front of him and, like, bribe him for All this right. Oh, fuck yeah. Now we have yes. an episode. Now you have something yeah. to think about. Now we're talking about, really? like, a Hooters. Yeah. Right? So yeah. instead of a golden apple, yep. it's a wings. It's wings, and like the waitresses are like, oh, tip me with the golden apple. I'll bring you this type of wing. Harrow was like, I'll bring you political power. And Af uh, uh, Athena was like, I'll bring you military powder, power. And If there was a fourth uh, one to say, you can shove ten apples inside of me. <laughs> well, and Aphrodite was just like, instead of power... I'll give you a fucking waifu. The, 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 the cutest waifu of the land. Oh. Are there is this? Paris is like, yeah. Paris is like, oh, this is a fucking no-brainer. Give me the cute waifu. Obviously. <laughs> Aphrodite, Aphrodite wins. And, like, Paris throws the fucking apple at Aphrodite. And Aphrodite's like, hell yeah, apple. And then so she's like, got to make she's got to make good on her deal. Bitch wants so an goes, iPad. Yeah, 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 yeah. She wants some apple stock. So to make good on her fucking word... She goes and finds, like, she gets a Cupid, you know, like one of those naked babies that's somehow okay to talk about, especially when Valentine's Day rolls around. She gets one of those naked babies to go hunt down the cutest waifu of all the land, and it happens to be none other than uh, Helen. The Helen of, like, you know, mythology. You know, prettiest face Mike, you following land. all this? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. N naked babies finding Helen? Yeah, he's got it. To me, I always associate Helen with someone with like a really heavy smoker's cough. Maybe works in a cafeteria. Like I don't yeah, know. Like that's like that word. Helen. Helen. I think someone that's like yeah. blind, deaf, and uh, really, yeah. Uh, so he sends the naked baby Cupid to go get Helen. Problem is, Helen is married to uh, a dude, a badass called Menelaus. And uh, Cupid hits that bitch with the arrow, and the bitch runs away with Paris, the pretty boy. Menelaus fucking hates being cocked. He's like, God damn it, I'm going to start a war with this like fucking cuckoldry. And uh, Menelaus has a brother in the army, and his name's Agamemnon. He's, he's the fucking king. He's like the king, commander-in-chief. He's got the army. And he's like, let's go stop me from being cucked. <laughs> And then, you know, <laughs> they go they go off to rescue, they go off, like, send the fucking army to, like, do a rescue mission for this bitch Helen that doesn't want to be rescued. And that's why she's known as, like, oh, the face that launched, like, a gajillion fucking ships. Yeah, she's like, oh, dude, I hate this, this husband of mine. Like, yeah, oh, no, I'm being captured. <laughs> yeah, so they go, they go fuck up, like, another, like, city, state, country region because of... 
like this cuckoldry. That's true. And the shit pops off for about nine years. Damn, it's a long time. You know what I mean? Just back and forth, like, oh, you guys, and this is the Greeks versus the Trojans, and there's ki- there's commanders on both sides, there's badasses on both sides, and the entire book of the Iliad is kind of like the back and forth between a bunch of them. Sheesh. This is, uh, this is really uh, a terrible story. Yeah, it, it it drags on. The spark notes are way better. Uh, well, so amongst you can yeah. think about it like when you put on a Trojan condom, right? And then you have heroes. You have Never. hero worms. You have hero worms that come out of your penis. Well, Travis used the uh, and use the buzzword for me right there, which is think about it, which is one word, yeah. as we know. And I just <laughs> choose not to think about it. <laughs> Yeah, but there's heroes, like, in sperm time, right? Like, you know, I don't know what sperms live like for, like, a, a couple days or something. They're fighting a war Ew. for nine years. They're fighting a war for, like, nine years in that Trojan. Uh, a lot this, of sperm. This is a war. People are losing their lives fictionally because someone lost <laughs> yeah. their wife. Give me a fucking break. Well, it <laughs> depends how far you want to go back. This is because you can you can Tom what Tom said is true, but you can also say this happened because some imaginary people wanted an apple. You can even go that far back. <laughs> yeah, over a fucking like, golden apple. Uh, yeah, you yeah, can get that shit at the supermarket. Apples. You get like t- ten of them. Can't get a gold one. You get fucking red juicy, golden yeah, delicious. Fuji. Mm. So they're fighting each other. Uh, the Agamemnon, the fucking uh, Greek king, sacks a city, and he's like, "Oh, I found these two cute." Uh, bitches in this city. I'm going to take one for me, be my slave wife, and I'm going to give the other one to uh, Achilles, our our fucking champion warrior, and he's and she's going to be his slave wife. And then uh Achilles ill-gotten or Agamemnon's ill-gotten bride's father shows up and is like, "Oh, can I have daughter back? I'll bribe you." And Agamemnon was like, "No, she she that pussy too nice. I'm I'm keeping her." <laughs> and then the dad goes back, but little did Agamemnon know that dad was a priest of Apollo. Uh-oh. And he he was tight with Apollo, and so like dad priest was just like, uh, "Apollo, can you fuck up this army because my daughter isn't being given back and Apollo's bored and he's just like I got this and then Apollo sends a plague and ruins the fucking Greek army and Agamemnon's like shit I hate this I hate being king of sick people so he gives his wife back but he takes Achilles wife that he handed out so he's like Indian giving a wife Damn. wait like, <laughs> can you can do that yeah I guess he's the fucking king of Greece what yeah, is going on? It, we're we're doing it's the important. Iliad breakdown. Oh, it's a fucking. It's a fucking. You guys soap should choose more rock stars and shit. They just get drunk and fuck people up and hit people with cars. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> yeah. So this is the. Right, uh, so like. I'm sorry. I continued. Forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Good. So Achilles gets his bride taken away, and that makes him butt hurt. He's just like, I'm blue. I have blue balls now. I'm not fighting, even though I'm the champion of the Greeks, and like. Literally, am the best fighter with like a thirteen kill death ratio right now. Damn, fucking soldier! And he's like, I'm not fighting. Fuck yeah! He's like, I'm not fighting. You took my you, you took my slave wife away. Fuck you! And then so he he stops fighting, and because of this, the Greeks start losing the battle because Achilles is there butt hurt because he does he's got blue balls. And then some interesting duels happen in the meantime. Um, pretty bitch Helen's ex husband Menelaus and his current husband and her current husband Paris duel. 
They fight it out. Paris loses like a bitch, but a- Aphrodite saves him before he's killed. With that pussy, though? That pussy, though. Aphrodite likes him because he gave her the apple. And uh, Trojan beefcake Hector, uh, the brother of Paris and the son of Pre- King Priam, and the Greek beefcake Ajax duel, but it's they, they duel to a very uninteresting tie. It's just like, oh, great. You guys just got tired and sweaty. <laughs> That's fine, too. And then uh, because fucking your boy Achilles isn't fighting because he's got blue balls, um, possibly gay soldier friend Patrocles might be the gay lover of Achilles, puts on Achilles' armor and goes into battle Ooh. and gets immediately killed by Hector. And it's just like, oh, no, that's bad. Drama. And then uh, Achilles gets super angry about this and goes on a murder spree. And people are like, how did you easily give up your wife, but you go on a murder spree for this gay guy, maybe gay guy? <laughs> it's like, that's why they think he's possibly a gay lover. Maybe they're best friends. He berserk. Yeah, maybe they're just yeah, bromance. Bromance. Yeah. bromance. Uh, and then they, he goes berserk, kills a bunch of Trojans after the gods give him your boy Achilles' new armor. Achilles kills Hector, the 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 champion of the Trojans, and they Achilles drags Hector's body around the city of Troy just to be like, ha ha, gotcha, bitch, you know, in front of his dad. Yeah, he ghost rides the whip on his chariot. Damn. Yeah, so he's dragging a dead body just to like be like, gotcha. And then King Priam is like watching this, like, wow, that's my dead son. He's dragging around. This is great. Wait, so all right, and how the, does this bitch fall? Uh, the, the fucking after that Iliad ends, Paris kills Achilles. You know how that goes down. He gets shot in the knee, or not the knee. He got shot in the foot. He dies, uh, and that avenges you know the death of Hector. And then the Trojan horse thing happens. Odysseus shoves a bunch of like sweaty men into a horse, and they present it as a gift. They jump out. They sack. They sack the entire city, and right about now is like when the odd, odd like the book of the Odyssey like ramps up. So it's this whole fucking winding soap opera where all you need to take away with it is like uh, Greek fight Troy, gods intervene, pettiness happens, Troy gets fucking annihilated into the dirt because of a horse. Wow. Um, You're welcome. What does this have to do with real life? (laughs) Everything. This is Homer. This is Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson wrote this. But this is a piece of fiction that has been summarized in the longest way possible. How how does this have anything to do with Henry Schleeman, an archaeologist, probably later He found Troy, Tom. He found Troy. This whole thing. I'm so mad. Tom, what you're... I'm so mad right now. What you're saying, Tom, is what everyone's like, it's just fiction. There's no bitches' asses getting, getting uh, you know, golden apples. There's no Troy. It's fiction. So we're talking about the guy who finds Troy. So we're going to flash forward 3,000 years to January 6th, 1822. Heinrich prosts out of his mother's vagina. Woo. Oh. Ah. Congratulations. It's yeah. a boy. Now, it's a Heinrich. <laughs> yeah, Heinrich's... Uh, his full name is every German name you can imagine. It's Johann Ludwig Heinrich Julius Schliemann. Adolf. A mouthful, Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. But we're not sure why, but his father, Ernst, 
uh, underlined the third name on his son's birth certificate and was like, yeah, Heinrich. That, we were going to call him that one. Not Johan, just Heinrich. Wow. <laughs> Too lazy to even put, like, the bold or italic on no. it. Like, just underlining this. So, Ernst, which I think might be one of my favorite names. <laughs> it is. Ernst. It is a top no, five for me. Ernst. <laughs> Ernst was a real, he was a real shit dad. Uh, he was a Lutheran minister. So you think, mm. all right, high morals, real strict ass. And, well, let's just say Ernst dished, out, dished that out, but he didn't practice what he preached. Oh. Uh, he's sure mm. to, like, hit his children, whatever. Like, you gotta obey God. But he was a raging drunk that loved to chase the ladies. And when... Uh, Ernst goes to the brothel. <laughs> yeah. So Ernst loved to chase ladies, and when Heinrich's mom was preggers with her ninth child. Ernst... No! Yeah, Ernst uh, took one of the household servants as a mistress. He was like, I don't know, honey, go do your pregnant shit or whatever you want upstairs. Me and Sophie Schwartz, we're going to go touch anuses in the kitchen. That's what the Germans do. Yeah, wife, call me in 12 months when you're all sewn up again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, lucky for Ernst, but unfortunate for little Heinrich, his mother died shortly after giving birth to her ninth child. Oh, due to complications. Nine kids will do that. Rest in peace. Yeah. Now, this whole affair didn't go over well with Ernst. With Ernst's? That's a hard Ernst. thing. Ernst's. I hate it. Ernst's congregation. Uh, Heinrich was ostracized by the community uh, as parents told the, them their kids not to play with the Schleeman children because they didn't want to catch the debauchery bug. <laughs> the what? Yeah, that's sure. contagious. Debauchery bug? Yeah, you know, if you hang out with that little boy, you're going to be like, oh, hello, Melissa, can I see your vajangy? Oh. Hey, my dad drinks a lot. Can we touch each other's underwear? He was in the debauchery. Yeah. So eventually Heinrich was sent to live with his uncle Friedrich. Um, and this was shortly after that, his father Ernst was suspended without pay and investigated by the church. <laughs> Ernst goes to jail. Damn. Yeah, Ernst goes to jail. <laughs> uncle Freddy got Heinrich a tutor that taught him French, Latin, and English. You see, Heinrich was a polyglot. You know what that word means? No, what does that mean? Specifically a triglot. Well, no, he was a polyglot. Um, what does that mean? Fat ankles? Well, he wasn't a triglot. He was more. Oh, four. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, big so, nipples. No, he loved. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. No, we're going with what Mike said. Big All right. Nips. So, yeah, he has huge nipples and he likes to like get tribal like writing tattooed around his nipples uh, in different ways. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like the inside of the, the, the ring from Lord of the Ring. Yeah, around your nips. Oh, uh, that's yeah. hot. So he loved languages. He learned, by the end of his life, uh, besides his native German, he knew, this is a long list, Dutch, English, Danish, Swedish, French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Polish, ancient and modern Greek, Latin, Arabic, and he could get by in Turkish and Hebrew. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> At a certain point, you're just fucking showing off. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Well, I bet he didn't speak no Chinese. <laughs> no way. shit. Tom here. What is this? Gen- General Taos? I don't want none of that. <laughs> Where's my bratwurst? Hello, it's me. I speak many <laughs> languages. How are you, Vietnamese man? <laughs> <laughs> 
So around this time, uh, Heinrich claims that he read Homer's Iliad, the thing that Cody explained. It's long, it's, it's 600 yeah, pages. But he's a book nerd. He likes to, he, may, he may have read it in Greek or in Latin, um, but this is according to his autobiography, okay. which he wrote after the discovery of Troy. Now, that's a very <laughs> important fact because this is like something that he mentioned. Him and his father... We're discussing Troy. Like, I guess his dad had a little, like, like here's the Caterpillar book on Troy, right? This is when <laughs> this is when Heinrich was, like, eight years old. All right, no, here's what's going yeah. on. You said he's a, he's a drunk lush, right? So he comes home, little Heinrich sitting there learning his Chinese, and he's like, I stop at drinking. Of course, I'm going with an English accent. Can't do German. Do you know why? Because I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> Here we are. Hey, son, look at this. Oh, he's got a book on this, right? Called Troy. Oh, hey, oh, can't you can pick your own lady. What, I think it's what it says. <laughs> All right. I like this one. I'm going to circle these numbers, right? She's got big bits. Oh, yeah, it's a big one. Oh, yeah. So this is the book of Troy now. That's his, That's what he probably knew on, on Troy, because his dad was a yeah, German so, asshole. Yeah. So little baby Heinrich was like, oh, uh, like... Well, I'm going to go find that city. And his dad, Ernst, is like, that shit doesn't exist. It's a fucking myth. Like, ah. Then he, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. puked in his own mouth or something. Crushing his dreams. Yeah. Heinrich's like, no, it's not. If those walls once existed, they cannot possibly be completely destroyed. Vast wow. ruins of them must remain, but they're hidden away yeah. underneath the dust of ages. Yeah. Right. Sure. So this eight-year-old's talking like that in... 1830, and he mm-hmm. claims to have made an agreement with his father and childhood sweetheart, Mina, that he would one day excavate it. A very smart kid. Yeah, the problem with this whole thing is it definitely didn't happen. Um, sure, Heinrich may have read the Iliad, but he never was obsessed with Troy. Uh, in fact, we'll see that along his adult life, he really couldn't give a shit about Troy. Um, oh, wow. But he wrote this autobiography after he found Troy. So he's like, I'm going to fit yeah. the narrative of my life to what have I found. Seems I can think of a whole bunch of people who don't give a shit about Troy. So I believe that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to find a lot of embellishment. Wait, so he didn't give a shit about Troy ever, but he found it? Well, he only started, like, giving a shit. and he Once rewrote, he found it? Yeah, and then he rewrote his life to, like, fit Make it that seem narrative. like it was destiny? Yeah. Right, like he was okay. like he's eight years old, talking like a fucking thirty-year-old. Yeah, makes sense. So, according to him, yeah. So Heinrich becomes an apprentice grocer, which um, I, oh. I, that's what you could be back then. And uh, then he he learns how to bookkeep and eventually becomes a wholesale dealer. Oh, yeah. Got all these onions. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Onion dealer. Put them in the swamp. <laughs> Uh, so Heinrich is doing pretty well for himself, and he decides, I need to find a wife. <laughs> I need a wife. Yeah, we all have that. We all have that time in our life. Not me. Yeah. Never. So so as I as I mentioned, he uh, his, he had a childhood sweetheart named Mina. He's like... Mina. She's like, oh, she'll do. So he sends her, <laughs> he sends her a letter saying that he wants to get engaged. Because he's moved out of his hometown. He's like, I don't know, Mina, let me write a letter to this lady. What's that girl's name again? Moining <laughs> Marinara Mina. <laughs> Me, dear Mina. Yeah. 
Some good German. It's right me, there. Heinrich. <laughs> the two had, yeah, the two hadn't seen each other in years, and whoops, Mina's married. Yeah. So, uh, because there was no Facebook uh, to yeah. stalk your ex on. Yeah, right. You didn't have that shit. Yeah. You had to rely on carrier yeah. pigeons that got killed by wild cats. <laughs> so Heinrich's like, all right, I gotta find a wife. So he sends another letter out to Sophie Hecker, which was a German woman that with a rich family that lived in St. Petersburg, Russia. Again, these oh, these do. two had never met. Met this, these two had never met, and what? this was just a cash grab for him to get in with a wealthy family. I mean, he's basically doing what every woman does today. Yeah, he's gold digging. I, yes. Yeah. I don't know you, but can I pork you and take your money? <laughs> Sure. I don't care if you got a unibrow or your skin is falling off. I love you. <laughs> That's true love right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Heinrich relocates to St. B- Petersburg, the frozen tundra wasteland. Uh, wait, was this was his proposal successful? No, he said. Or was he just like. No, he sends the letter down and he's like, all right, I got to meet this girl now. So he goes oh. he goes to St. Petersburg and he meets her family and they're like, Nah, Sophie, you gotta marry someone oh. rich. <laughs> Come on. Oh, no. That's gotta That's hurt. when you get like a job interview and like you're like, I got the job, but and then you don't get it later. But it's like when you just applied yeah. for the job and you have that confidence. Feels you're like, good. This is in the bag. And it's going on top of like a thousand other applicants and they throw yours out yep. just because you're um I don't know. Not the first one. Oh, yeah, you put you put used uh, to that interview. Yeah, you put on your like desirable skills. Like I eat Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, I can open bags. I'll, I'll suck the orange dust off of your fingers. I can tie my shoes <laughs> oh, very <God>. quickly. <laughs> uh, so Heinrich strikes out again, and he he he's like, ah, oh, marriage thing's not working out. Two tries. Uh, but, Two tries where he barely knew the yeah. bitch. Yeah. He's done. So, But then opportunity knocks. So Heinrich had a brother named Lewis who had... I'll marry him. Yeah. Lewis had set out to California in 1849 to cash oh, in on shit. the gold rush. Oh. Well, it's better than mm. cashing in on the dysentery. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so this little German guy goes off to California. Yeah, yeah. And Lewis, <laughs> yep. Lewis realizes right away the money isn't in gold; it's the money. The real money is in real estate, right? You got all these, yeah. you got all these dirt yeah. men. Still true to this day. Got all these dirt yeah. men, and like they're digging; they need somewhere to sleep. Well, there was that really. Uh, what was that really famous book that kind of talked about? Oh yeah, the Art of the Deal by Donald <laughs> Trump. It kind of goes over the same concept. It's great stuff. Don Trump. Well, the. Yeah. Well, his secret. The J stands for genius. <laughs> his his secret is once you get the real estate, you got to fill everything you can with gold. Yeah, the most tacky interiors. Things. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the joke? <laughs> well, uh, so Lewis sends a letter out to Heinrich. He's like, "Yo, get your ass to America. Strike while the iron's hot." Because he immediately sounds like Chris Farley because he moved to America. Um, yeah, and so Heinrich is like, "Meh, I'm still trying to find my wife in this frozen tundra in Russia. I'm good. Don't worry about it." <laughs> but then Heinrich uh. gets a letter that Lewis had died. 
And like a vulture, Heinrich boards a ship in December 1505 and heads out to Cali to recover Lewis's assets. Mm. Wife included? <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't know. I think Louis was probably just worried about gold. He was like, oh, let me get a gold. But out California way, you, could, you just got to take the needles off a cactus and that's sex to die. Then you don't even think about woman. Here's where we see Heinrich's exaggeration kick in. He claims on his trip to America that he landed in New York and traveled down to Washington, D.C., where he interviewed President Fillmore. <laughs> and what did he have why, to say? Yeah, well, why would the U.S. president just talk to a random German wholesaler? Just like, oh, you know, it's great to talk to you. It's the 1800s. I'm very busy. Oh, a German grocery man? Let him in. <laughs> Yeah, so that shit didn't happen, but he writes about it in his biography. Um, then he makes yeah. his way from D.C. He sailed around to Panama, crossed the Isthmus, and then sailed on to San Francisco to reclaim Lewis's Ooh. real estate. So using his wholesaler skills and the fact that he was German, he scores a connection with the Rothschilds. And becomes, ah. their, becomes their main agent, moving gold from California back to the old world. I like how you said wholesaler, yeah. like the butthole surfers, just people that sail on holes. <laughs> so we all know the Rothschilds, they control the global economy right now. So he's in the Illuminati? Yeah. yeah yes. Reptilians. Oh, reptilians. Between October 1851 and April 1852... Heinrich moved $1.3 million worth of gold dust for the Rothschilds. Damn. So in that, in that currency today, with the conversion, that's $44 million. Sheesh. Good. A lot of money. Yeah. So we're not sure why, but less than two years in California, and Heinrich returns. He gives it all up shortly after this April 1852 date. He returns back to St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. Oh, trying to get the chick? Uh, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> oh, yeah, he kept saying sense. that he had he kept getting a fever, which was quite common for Europeans that moved to California. It's just too nice there. Yeah. He came from yeah. St. Petersburg. Mm. I mean it's, it's not a fever, it's called the sun. And it comes out and it <laughs> yeah. warms your body up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he returns a rich man and immediately proposes again to Sophie Hecker. Oh, come on. He's like, yeah, I'm rich now. Yeah. I, you gotta go for someone different. Shut you down. I have more money. You have less teeth and way less eggs in your ovaries. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> so she's like, ah, uh, yeah, nah. Oh, Ooh, struck out twice. That's my bitch. <laughs> Even with money, he must have been fucking... Think he's ugly, Mike? Yeah. Was he ugly? Was he ugly? He uh, he was pretty dashing. I'd say he's a dashing... Was that? Wow. Surprising. Yeah. He's like, fuck, I gotta get married. I have to get married. He looks like Mr. Mackey from <laughs> South Park. Yeah. He's not dashing. Yeah? He's got like <laughs> look, at that, look at that mustache. Well, we're talking 1800s. Yeah. Late if you 1800s, put a comically villainous villainous mustache on Mr. Mackey, that's what he would look like. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> 
this Mr. Mackey with an evil mustache, <laughs> he's got to find a wife. He has to find a wife. He's like, I got to get married. Yeah, I, I got to ask again, why? Just because he wants no, it's, so bad? It's 1800s. You just like have to do that. This is like the equivalent of like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Why? Just because, man. It's in the script. Everyone yeah. will think I play too much World of Warcraft if I don't get a wife. <laughs> so self-conscious. He, he finds someone finally. Uh, her name was Katerina Lishkin. I don't know. We don't really know how Sounds they like met. Move. Or, uh, Katerina, founder. Right. So the two of Hooters. them live in Russia. Hooters waitress. Two of them live in Russia, oh, yeah. and Heinrich grows his wealth by trading in indigo, saltpeter, brimstone, and metals. This, nice. is, this is all while Katerina is spitting out babies. She had wow. three babies. What's her high score? What's Just her high three. score? Just three. But it was it's not a very long career. Mm. Oh. The two were not a happy married couple, probably because uh, they married without each other actually meeting. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There's another one of those situations where, like, I will marry you, Violetta. <laughs> oh, wow. One of those pen pal shits. She took the bait. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a whore <laughs> and he's a chump. Yeah. Send yeah. me an etching of yourself. Yeah, this is, a, this is the, the kind of couple you don't invite over to dinner. No. Very terrible conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think they talked about? Uh, Brimstone Kater- and saltpeter. Katerina bought a new succulent the other day. <laughs> it died immediately. <laughs> she touched it. <laughs> so Heinrich also would go on these six to ten month business trips around the world searching for commodities Uh-oh. to sell. So the two didn't really even see each other that often. He was banging puss. Yeah, exactly. He was... Heinrich had borrowed a little bit from his old Papa Ernst. Papa Ernst. Ernst. <laughs> he Ernst. Was not- you never want to owe money to a man named Ernst. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> never. Heinrich was never really uh, faithful. He openly flirted and grabbed the ass of the household staff. And Katerina was not oh. very happy, uh, you know, because Heinrich's out there on business trips getting... You know, the little wieners sucked. That's one way. How did she find out? Yeah. How did she find out? I don't know. This is like 1850s, and there's no like fucking phones and. Because there is another woman's lipstick on the inside of his urethra. Well, uh, he would actually write about how much he loved Mina, like to his wife, and be like, "Oh, I, I miss Mina. She was such a nice girl." <laughs> Damn. I missed my first choice. That would kill his self-esteem. Shit. Right? So Heinrich's like, I gotta get out of this shit. I made a mistake. I don't like having children or wife. So... (laughs) Put the kids back. I don't want the kids. Return. (laughs) Refund. Two-year policy. Yeah. He's like, I need a divorce. I gotta get a divorce. Right now. Now... (laughs) Right yeah, now. he says that in bed, mid-thrust. <laughs> Problem was, was in Russia, Russia's very orthodox. And getting a uh, like yeah. orthodox Christian and getting a divorce is not easy. Um, well, I'll just kill my wife then. I mean, that's probably an option for him. <laughs> it's always an option. <laughs> Russians are not a great one. Russians are sneaky. They sure are. Yeah. Um, they make this Rube Goldberg 
and at the end of it is a fucking stiletto that just hangs over her bed. Well, yeah, we roasted uh, we roasted Rasputin. I mean, I tried to kill that guy eight times. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough song. That barely counts though, because he was he was just like a a walking cancer man. Yeah, with a giant dong. Yeah, but Always Cody, hard. imagine imagine this Rube Goldberg you just mentioned, but instead of it being something like an axe or a, or a, the the bottom side of a boot that kicks you off of a a building, it's just divorce papers. Uh-huh. Now you didn't divorce her, <laughs> yeah, but something put it into motion. Yeah, yep. Just wait for a horse and to go the by. Stamp comes down. Set it up. And just wait, <laughs> and then call her to the table at a certain point. As you've timed it out, well, it's exactly 16 minutes as it goes around the building with all the marbles and icicles dropping off in this cold, cold place. And all of a sudden, she's sitting there eating a piece of wood because that's what Russians do. And all of a sudden, you <laughs> have a divorce paper. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the Orthodox going to do about that? Nothing. Yeah. Just well, happened. Yeah. Oops, didn't mean for that horse to Go come try that wood. <laughs> I'm just picturing the scene from Gladiator where his wife and kid get trampled and he's just like, yes. Um, So Heinrich Uh, has a plan He decides to go on vacation Nice Yeah. Uh, We've talked about it on other episodes Europeans used to do a thing called the Grand Tour Uh, Uh, Yeah, and this is traveling around Europe Checking out the ancient sites And getting cultured and shit You go around, you're like, the Romans Mm. lived here The Greeks lived here this that is, sounds like fun. This is France. We have wine. <laughs> That's the culture from yeah. France. Nothing else is worth it. Just they got grape booze. Yeah. Omelette de fromage. It's like grapes. Oh. It's like grapes, but you laugh a lot when you eat them. I don't even like croissants that much. Just give me a fucking <laughs> grape. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, all right. He goes on this grand tour, but it was also. Very excellent timing because he was facing fraud charges from a business associate that he had dicked over and the associate was going bankrupt. So he's like, I'm going on vacation. Bye. I hate my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so Heinrich tours all over Europe, uh, North Africa, Italy, and the Middle East, picking up languages as he goes. And if you notice, I mentioned Italy, but an important place, Greece. He didn't go there. He took several grand tours, devoted his life, you know, before devoting his life to archaeology, but he never Weird. visited the place that he claimed that he was searching for since he was a kid. You'd think that'd be, like, number yeah. one place to go, right? Yeah, right? If he had such a fucking rigid heart-on for it, it'd be somewhere in his world tour. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. So Heinrich had somehow developed a taste for Greek women. Mmm, feta. Oh, olive oil. That's just all of the taste of Greek women is olive oil. Yeah. You ever seen so, a Greek ass before? Man, they got fucking asses. They also got that feta, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they got a bit of feta, a little Make good gyros. So, you know, the, the hair is good because then you know that you're you're playing in the right field. It's ripe. Yeah, got some yeah. mantequilla on there. That's a Spanish word. Uh, Spanish nah, that's word. close enough to Greek. So, all right. he, he's he right. Prob- he's I have right. alternatives, you but know he's fine. Right. So he probably met a few Greek women through his friend, because he wasn't in Greece, through his friend Theolatus Vimpios. Vimpos. Vimpos. Theolatus no. Vimpos. That's the, I know that's the seventh most Greek name I've heard this week. Yeah. So after his short <laughs> tour, he wrote Vimpos. 
He's like, yo, you got to find me one of them Greek wives. I love the salad, and I want them gyro vulvas. Give me them. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and Vimpo's like, I got you. Uh, but, but wait a minute. <laughs> You're married, and you can't divorce in Russia. And Heinrich's like, I got this. So Heinrich <laughs> sets sail. Hein- Heinrich sets sail to America again. Uh, now Heinrich had already started filing his papers to get U.S. citizenship, U.S. citizenship back in 1851. He returns in 1868, so after the Civil War and everything, Ooh. and he hopes to gain. Long time. He hopes to gain his citizenship now. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, back. I met your president. So now he's rich, and he buys up all these businesses and properties. He invests heavily in the railroad, especially down in American-controlled Cuba. His, almost the entire rail system was owned by Heinrich Schliemann in Cuba. Wow. Uh, he then fudges some numbers, saying that he had been living there longer than he ha- had, and heads over to wow. Indiana, where the divorce laws were the loosest. You could divorce someone without the other person knowing Nice. Oh, nice. So he goes to court for the divorce, saying divorces Katarina without even. Her, she didn't even receive a letter. She's like, ah, divorce now. We're done. Bye. <laughs> wow. Well, why not? Usually, when you like file like divorce papers, like there's like a, a blank that says reason for wanting divorce, and what did he write? Just thick Greek ass. <laughs> Ass thicker than Greek yogurt. Yeah, I just had okay. to double check. Fair enough, I, sir. I was just um, while you guys were talking, I actually double checked, and I was totally right. Greeks have great asses. <laughs> oh, that's uh, I'm gonna, gonna check. Uh, How do you say butt in Greek? Greek. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it's the same in Spanish. It's cool. cool. See, I told you it's the same. Spanish and Greek are the same. I hate that you made Travis right. right. You just. Did, you, He's not gonna. He's not gonna. <laughs> let, he's, he's gonna remember this until his fucking deathbed. If he bed, doesn't Tom. ask for bathroom, I think the rest of the words are different. Oh, banyo! Yeah. Hey, guess what? I ate too much spinach. That's I Spanish, ate too Travis. much spinach. Gotta go to the banyo. <laughs> All right. Fine. So Heinrich dips out of America right after the divorce paper. He's like, I don't know these businesses and houses, whatever. Like, I'm just gonna leave. Bye bye. And he goes bye. on another grand tour. Again, not visiting the sites of his Homeric legends that, you know, we had talked about and his supposed lifelong passions. He does, though, pick up an interest in archaeology. And he visits a few digs at Pompeii that were dug by a famous archaeologist at the time, Florelli. Some cool. Italian dude. He's digging at Pompeii. He's like, this is a room that jerked off. And you see that little volcano boy? He's a great person. Did you see the volcano guy that didn't stop jerking off when the volcano erupted? Yeah, that's me. He's, he's just, but you're he's, alive, He's Travis. just on his bed. I know, but I live next to, like, mega volcanoes here in Portland that could go up at any second, and I want to be caught with my hand on my penis. You're spreading fake news, Travis. Travis, I guarantee you that if those things go off, you have at least 10 seconds to put your cock in your hand and pose for eternity. That's going to be me. <laughs> grip it. They'll think they'll look back to like, oh, what were the twenty twenties like? And they'll just use me as an example. Never forgetty. They'll see your hand and they'll go, Wow, yeah, um, right. Cox in twenty twenty sure were small. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's that's why you gotta like claw grip it so they think like your cock was like the size of like a telephone pole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Feel bad about themselves like, in the future. You gotta die like doing like pretend you're holding like a fucking football or something. Yeah. A giant chode like me, but that probably would backfire for Travis too, because he'd be like, "Well, look at this man's bone size. He he was probably holding a bowl of nacho cheese <laughs> or raccoon." <laughs> so Heinrich, after seeing this archaeologist at Pompeii, Pompeii, seeing these people like jerking off, Heinrich was like, "I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna just give this a shot. This sounds like a cool thing to do." And with jerking yeah. off, <laughs> yeah. And with little to no knowledge, he starts digging. Now, think of this kind of as a old man with a metal detector. He's like in his forties, you know. Ah, what I mean? cool. Like, I'm just gonna go metal detecting, dude. Hey, metal detecting is cool as that shit. Like fun. Well, yes. Okay, so while I do think metal detecting is awesome, when it's done at actual historic sites, it's no better than looting in my book. Why? You know what I mean, if you're, really? if you're gonna go to Gettysburg and like do no. a metal detector, you're what I talked about in the beginning of the episode. You're taking context from a historical site. Okay, that this can is never where be we differ. Okay, finders keepers. All right, fuck history. None of it matters. <laughs> tell the story. You get the story right. You're not gonna. You're not gonna tell the story if a couple guys pick up a couple flat buttons from a campsite that's 120 years old. That doesn't change anything. Dude, I saw uh, like a, a archaeolo- archaeological examination of a like small skirmish of the Civil War, and they were actually able to like show the positions that people were firing in because of the discharge from the guns. So you have some idiot that's like, "Oh, I found this chicken wing, and it, someone ate it." All right, well, <laughs> okay. Travis, well, next time I see you, we're gonna fight. All right. And that, and it, we're going to fight over yeah. if no detecting is badass or not. We'll live stream it. You're, you're in agreement, it is. No, no yeah, just, just don't do it on the beach. The, the protocol. Do it on the beach. Because do that's not what we're doing. You need to pick up history, dog. All right. <laughs> I'm going to Gettysburg. Travis agrees, too, but Travis just wants the the proper paperwork yeah, stay, done before. And stay it, away from, fa- from, like, historical sites. Oh, you want daddy government to tell you where it could dig or not? It, it should be your constitutional no, rights to... To, to go out be, with a metal detector anywhere you want. It should be your 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 historical conscience of rec- recording mankind to not disturb these sites. Not nah, dig it the fuck up. Just have a license when you dig it the fuck up. You, you're just missing you the step. License for what? Why are we licensing this? License to dig. Because if anyone does it, you're just fucking shit up. You just need to be on the proper mm. dig crew that like documents the shit. No, and archaeologists, no. archaeologists today don't use metal detectors. They use ground penetrating radar, which is like a device. I've used one. It's like this, like little cart, like meal cart. You walk back and forth. They don't use metal detectors. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Because you're just looking for like a certain <laughs> little blip thing. Like a ground penetrating radar that- will pick up much more, and you can get an idea of what's going on underground. A, yeah, a shitty metal detector that you get on, like, a, a, a 20... I mean, a $120 one you get on Amazon, yeah, it just picks up fucking nails and all that shit. Boop. But, like, a real metal detector, you can tell it what kind of metal you want to be picking up. And yeah, you but... Can, the, but And it will tell you how deep it is. 
Ground penetrate radar will tell you about organic material or stone, or you can map out something underneath rocks. the ground. And it, you, you thought I was nerding out with a fucking Iliad. Fuck yeah, well, that's true. I just like well, dirty we'll, history. We'll see how an amateur, an amateur digger deals with this. Okay. So Heinrich climbs up Mount Athos, and he's with the guide, and with the help of four workers, he starts digging around. So here is the major flaw with Heinrich. Everything that he finds, he places in the world of Homer's epics. So he's like, "Oh, good! I found this. Uh, I found this pot. It must be the one that Ajax drank from." Yeah, he finds a cock ring, and it's just like, mm, "That's a uh, Diomedes." Yeah, he had a, he had a wife with a thick finger. Wow! <laughs> Everything he does this. He sees a cave on his way up. He's like, "That's the cave of the nymphs. That's where Homer was writing about. There's a whole bunch of horny ch- chicks in there. It's in the Odyssey. Oh, trust me." Shit. <laughs> It's cave. It'll be an honor to jerk off in there, men. <laughs> Imagine the rush from that, just being like, I'm the first man to jerk off on this artifact in at least 8,000 years. <laughs> I love yeah. this history. I love this history. Um, also, probably just a cave, even better. Yeah, they're just some cave. He's jerking off in some random <laughs> cave. Just a jerking yeah, off it's like cave. a septic tank. <laughs> um, then he unearths some type of building on the mountain. He's like, this is the palace of Ulysses. So he starts. That's an outhouse, ooh. sir. Yeah, he starts fishing around in there, and most of what archaeologists find at these sites are pottery, loads and loads of pottery, tons of pots. Yeah. So you think about it like when you eat and drink something. All right, when I'm done with the soda, Tom, you mentioned it or you love it, you just throw it on the ground, right in the ocean. Good for the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shows the environment who's boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's what these guys are doing. They'd use their pots and pans. They'd leave them behind. Um, yeah. There's actually a whole branch of archaeology and countless databases devoted to the types of pots archaeologists can pinpoint and age just by how they did these pots. Yeah, is people got to gl- heat up beans. Wow. Yeah, is it gr- somehow? Is it gorilla glue? Is it AK-47? What type of pot is it? Oh man, you're just making wee jokes. Dank. He did Some it. Dank pot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, I spilled my beer. I saw ah! it. <laughs> See now, just now, just leave that leave that can there and let it sit there for a thousand years. You made archaeology. I gotta move out of this place first before I just leave <laughs> shit willy nilly. <laughs> I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have to be very careful with pottery, especially because it's thousands of years it's old. Fragile. Yeah, I yep. mean, you, if I have a pot, I break most of them nowadays, right? Like, you know what I'm saying, like. These are thousand-year-old pots. They're going to be very probable. Yeah. You'll break things all the time. Yeah. So you're lucky to find one if you... You're lucky to even find a pot that's intact. Heinrich is here, hacking away, smashing pots. He's he's mainly oh. looking for gold coins and, like, weapons. Yeah. You know, the cool yeah. shit. Maybe there'll be doing. some pottery shards inside this intact pot. <laughs> I, I, Better yeah. smash it open. I could get down with where he's coming from, because pots are dumb. You only need a couple. <laughs> <They're> meant, <laughs> yeah, the good things are inside of it, like, yeah. a, like a kinder egg. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I got one to boil ashes. my egg. I got one to make a bacon inside. I am set for life. Well, he, he yep, actually he actually found one with a kinder egg that was filled with calcified bones. Just threw that shit down the mountain. I don't Whoa. need bones. I don't need bones, <laughs> whatever. I just imagine him doing it overhead like they make you do when you're playing soccer. You know, like just... Uh. 
Or maybe the reverse of that, just overhead but behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't need that. What is this shit? <laughs> so, okay, whatever. This is his first dig. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Uh, but uh, he had caught his archaeology bug. And from this point on, he's like, this shit's mm. cool. I can find coins and sores underground. And they're mine. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Minecraft bug. So now... <laughs> The search for Troy was something that Heinrich Schliemann had not started. People have been looking for this city. I mean, it's such a famous... We knew about Homer and the Battle of Troy and Ulysses, all these famous things for centuries. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one of, arguably one of the biggest battles in the world in, the, in collective consciousness, right? The thing of yeah. legend. Right. So you wouldn't know the fact that people were looking for... Troy before Schliemann because he had published so much bullshit since he had found this thing that it made it seem like he was the only one that was looking for it and he was the one that found it. Like when I went to school for archaeology, we talked about Schliemann and it was like he found Troy. End of sentence. Cool. Like he is the one who found <laughs> oh. it. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> so in reality, there are two sites that people thought could be the site of Troy. Both of them were in modern day Turkey because that's where Turkey. That's where oh, wow. Troy. That's where the Trojan Empire was. One of them was a place called Bernabashi Bali Dag. Mm. Um, <sighs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. Schliemann, Schliemann <laughs> took a little tour of the place. You know, there was some excavations ongoing there, and he wasn't convinced because in the Iliad. Achilles chases Hector around the city walls a few times. And yeah. Hector, Heinrich is like, dude, the site needs to be smaller than this. People can't run around this. Also, where are the are Geo you, Springs? Are you kidding me? Obviously. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, oh, people can't run around this. But the part about the Cupid <laughs> shooting fucking Helen in the ass, that's wow. Just the logic is fucking gymnastic up. Wow. It's not, no, it's the wrong size. Yeah, right? The wrong, fucking wrong size. Dude, I mean, he's got a golden apple, and, like... Gods want this, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then Heinrich meets uh, the American vice consul to Turkey, back when we had consuls and not um, ambassadors. Ambassadors? Riplomats. Yeah. So he met the consul to Turkey, this guy named Frank Calvert. Very American name. <laughs> Frank. Sounds like he's from Frankie. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, so he told Frank, me he told me they got a job over in a country named Turkey, and I say I love a good Turkish sandwich. I'll get, I'll get over there any day. You know, you see me on over there, give some, make sure they get some eggs so I can make some fresh mayonnaise Hellman style. Yeah, do open face. Gobble gobble. Mm. Mm. He shows up. What the fuck is a kebab? What is baba ganish? What the fuck's going on over here? What I gotta be a, speaking of turkey like gobble gobble? I thought it was easy. Yeah, so that's how that's how he was when he showed up, but he had been studying the area for the past 20 years. So this guy is like the main... He This dude knows this area, and he had been looking for Troy uh, for 20 years in this area. He's got nothing better to do. He's a diplomat. He's got nothing better to do. Wow. Do any weed? Yeah, diplomats. You could just park anywhere and just be like, local customs. We got them. Yeah. So he's uh. like, yo, Schleeman, you ever hear about this place called Hisserlich? And Schliemann's like, no, no, what is that? What happens there? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so Schliemann, the Troy expert, right, has no clue what Hisserlich is. And 
oh, this would have been happening for hundreds of years. They, they assumed that Hisserlik could have been the site of Troy. There was certain, the name Hisserlik translates to place of fortresses. Um, first of all, so that's kind of like a cool. signal, right. right? And then there's actually a mound there called the Tomb of Ajax. So people had already assumed that Hisserlik was Troy, right? But like, here's here's fucking Schliemann, and, and this is not just like local knowledge. This is extends throughout, you know, the world. Like, ah, oh, Hisserlik's probably Troy. We don't know it, but it's probably Troy. This is the dumbest shit wow. I've ever heard in my life. Troy is not a real place, correct? Just that's no, we found it. We found it. Yeah, he found it. It's in Turkey. Right, well, yeah. I'm glad NASA's out there looking for fucking Endor with all our tax money. <laughs> so, Hopefully they find it. so Frank Calvert, like I said, is the top authority in the subject. He had been investigating the surrounding area for the past 20 years. He'd actually done some preliminary excavations in the area. So Heinrich and Calvert met and they discussed the possibility. That is this the lost city of Troy? And Heinrich's like, did uh, you could run around it? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you can run pretty easily. Yeah, that's that's fucking ancient aliens type shit. So right. Well, it's got a finite circumference. <laughs> so Calvert, you know, he was an ambassador, but he didn't have infinite funds like Heinrich did. And so Heinrich was like, yeah, no problem. Like I could totally fund this dig. Like let's do it. Wait, Travis, I have a question. Yeah. So they're finding, like, buildings and shit. You said they found, like, a, like fucked up buildings. At this point, there's a big-ass mound. Like, it's a big-ass mound. Maybe, like, some, like, tiny little bit of wall exposed. And just pots. They, well, like I didn't that. even... Yeah, I mean, pottery. I mean, they saw that, like, Calvert had been doing digs, so he'd been finding, like, pots and stuff. But he didn't know for certain that this was Troy. He thought it was. Yeah. You know, like... Okay. And history like kind of says that it could have been. I just like the notion oh, okay. of funding a dig. Yeah. Like, I understand digs take money, but just the fact that someone's like, well, oh, we don't have enough money to play in the dirt today. <laughs> Shut it down. I guess, Travis, you kind of figured it out before. You know, they weren't playing in the dirt with paintbrushes like they do today. Yeah. They're just using backhoes. Jackhammers. Well, yeah. they were. The, the real archaeologists were. Heinrich wasn't, and we'll talk. We'll talk a lot about that. Oh, he sounds good to me. Yeah, Heinrich finishes up his little trip and returns with a new quest to become an archaeologist. He buys some property in Paris and starts studying history, literature, probably Homer, just like constantly. And around this time, Vimpos, our Greek boy, comes back. He's like, "Dude, got some potential Greek wives for you." Yeah. Potential Greek wives. Fuck yeah. So like a little Greek Tinder boy, Vimpos sends Heinrich a bunch of pictures and brief descriptions of the women that he had found. The good friend. Yeah. I don't know you guys learned that from me. So Heinrich narrows it down to two women. Uh, a woman named Polyzena Gusty. Mm. Oh, Gusty. Was yeah. the other one named Teeth? <laughs> Teeth? <laughs> yeah, Teeth McGee. So, no, yeah. it's Polly Zena Gusty, who was around the age 40, 47, which was roughly where, um, you know, uh, Schliemann was. And the other one was Sophie Ingastrominos. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sounds so, like what I, I, I get after eating too many eggs. <laughs> yeah. 
So Heinrich's like gusty. Uh, gusty does not sound Greek to me. That sounds Italian. I don't want it. Doesn't sound like a woman to me. <laughs> yes. That would be my first thing. He's like, did you just put a wig on a man named Gus and, and shuffle him into the my my Tinder matches? Yeah. <laughs> what am I paying you for? So he's like, I don't know. Gusty would probably make an excellent housewife, housekeeper, because she's forty-seven. She's seasoned. She's probably done it yeah. before. But uh, <laughs> she's probably done it before. She was in the room, blew him right out. Yeah, <laughs> Gusty, no. Yeah, let me get a gust job. Yeah, but so then she, then he's like, but Sophie Gastrominos, I mean, how many syllables are in those le- in that last name? Lots. That's Greek. That's yeah. got to be Greek. It's got a Minos in there. Sounds Greek. And wait, what's this? She's only nineteen. And then Schleeman's like, oh hmm, shit, that's a little, wow. that's a little young. That's a, way too young. He's like, uh, Vimpos. Um, They're in Greece. Yeah, no, he, it's not. No, he's like, that's way too young. Uh, Vimpos, can you uh, give her this form? And she can fill out all of her hobbies, family lineage, whether or not she plays piano, what foreign language she, seen, she knows, and most importantly, she's a good housekeeper. But she's too young. I don't, wow. wanna, I don't want a 19-year-old. I'm not interested, but if you don't mind, could you find out how big them tits are? <laughs> yeah, and important. possibly the waist size. And let's see if she like you know. Fill this out. First one questionnaire: Yes or no? Do you like pina coladas? Getting caught in the rain. That sounds like a Greek hero. Penis coladas. Yeah, penis coladas. She's into Jimmy yogurt Buffet? and she's into yeah. eating melomukana. Yeah, that's my stage name. Penis colossus. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this whole back and forth where Heinrich was like. She is too young. I can't. Uh, and then, like, but then Sophie. The guilt. Yeah, but then Sophie and her family were like, this guy's loaded. Uh, Sophie, show them titties. Do a little cleavage. Do a little cleavage, dude. <laughs> Do a little cleavage. Yeah. So at some point. Wow, Hein selling their own daughter. Yeah. Heinrich's like, oh, too young, too uneducated. And then he writes back to her with oh. this deeply in love. Uh, cheesy Homeric references to her Greek beauty, right? Like, he's like, oh, Athens and Aphrodite would love to lick your anus. <laughs> I, I would love to be your penicupada. Uh, I want to be your salad dressing, baby. Well, remember yeah. what the guy looks like. He's got that big ass head, so he's like, mm, you're Mr. like some, some Greek marble, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You are some shit I can wrap my hands around and make love to all night, okay? Yeah, so they met only once, and then they got married within the week, and Schleeman moved to Athens to smash that Spanakopala. Couldn't even get that one right. Yeah, Spanakopala. Did I say what I say? You said Spanakopala, like Francis Ford Spanakopala. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Yeah. Now Heinrich is living in Athens, and he's like, it's time to excavate the fabled city of Troy. So Schleeman hits up Calvert, and he's like, I got the money, and you pretty much know how to dig, so let's start digging. Let's go to Hisserlich and find the Troy. Oh. Dick. All right. It's happening. Yay. So Calvert's like, fuck yeah. Little did he know, Calvert... um, Schleeman would essentially uh, claim all the credit for finding and finding and excavating Troy, writing Frank Calvert completely out of the history books. 
And when I say cool. when I say writing him out of the history books, it wasn't until 1993 that people realized, wait, Schliemann was working with Calvert, and Calvert was the one that found it and was really the brains behind the dig. Oh, wow. So, there you go. Yeah, and so digging began in 1870. So all like all that time, everyone's like, "Ah, oh, Schliemann did it all himself," and he had wrote this guy out of history. Digging began in 1870 in April. Schliemann started it without getting a f- permit from the Turkish authorities. Fuck you. Yeah, um, that's that, fine. Who cares? Well, <laughs> he would later kick himself for it because you gotta get a permit when you're digging somewhere. You can't just go like Always. Tom. All right, you say who cares, but gotta pay yeah, Tom, taxes. You say who cares, but like you just bought your new house. All of a sudden, someone's in your backyard digging around for pooch bones. Oh, it's like that King of the Hill episode. That's what the Second Amendment's for. <laughs> shoot their yeah. ass. Yeah. So for two seasons, Schliemann was digging at Hisserlich, and he uncovered massive walls of houses and other structures. But oh. but in oh, terms wow. of artifacts. It was a bit scarce. He was fi- he was digging up tons of pottery, bunch of bones, bunch of coins. You know, Schliemann likes coins, Ooh, but he doesn't cool. like bones or pottery. What do you mean? The bones are pretty cool too. How many bones you got, Mike? I have, z- I have zero bones, but I want like a skeleton. <laughs> pretty cool. Well, I mean, th- that does check out because the guy with zero bones definitely is gonna think bones are pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I have zero tits, and I think tits are great. All right, I see. Yeah, what you're saying. for sure. I had tits once. They're they're right. Your tits weren't great. No, your tits I, were discouraging. Mike, I, <laughs> yeah, discouraging. Mike, if I knew you when you yeah, had tits, yeah. I'd make you feel beautiful. All I'm saying. Uh, well, thanks, Travis. <laughs> I don't uh, even want to pick this one apart. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> moving on. So, uh, he's just digging up this shit. He's like, also, here's a little side note. So I said he he likes coins. Because, like, coins are shiny. Yeah. People are like, I like coins. I don't know what, what a coin is. I know I love these things. Um, so Schliemann would collect all of the <laughs> coins that he had found on his digs in the trench. And then yeah. he would compile them all together and drop them in a hole and be like, look, it's a hoard of coins. Oh. Ooh. A hoard. Nice. Well, it's one step better than dropping them in a Pepsi machine. <laughs> yeah. What's he trying to prove, though? I guess he has a lot of them by well, putting them in I a mean, hole. What's more exciting if you're like a, a newspaper, like, oh, guy finds like Roman oh, coins. Oh, okay, yeah, or I guess you mean. Or like Greek like, coins. Man or finds like, a guy ton finds, of money. Like, 30 bucks or something worth like of that. Greek coins. <laughs> He's frozen. Yeah, yeah, very simple, Mike. It's math. Uh, two headlines Man finds $10 or man finds $110. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Player's dead. Yeah. So finally, by 1872, he had been digging. This is his third season. Heinrich was like, fuck this. I mentioned the tomb of Ajax, which was this giant mound. He's like, I'm going to dig a massive trench right through the middle of this thing. Like, fuck everything. Go wrong. Like, I'm going to, you know, Calvert's like, let's take our time. Let's go through. Let's hit all these different layers. He's like, nah, we're going right through the middle. Definitely Troy. Yeah, and Calvert and other archaeologists were like, dude, you can't do that. And Slim was like, ah, fuck it. I'm knocking down every wall I Watch see. Me. Let's go deeper and deeper. And the trench is actually still visible today. And you can just see wow. massive breaks in these walls. 
right? Wonder who did that. Well, it, who did it's that? It's called Schleeman's Trench. Schleeman's Great Trench. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so, sounds that sounds like a disease. So do you want to uncover history does. or do you want to make it? That's the question being presented right now. Yeah. All right. Well, Tom. Uh, 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 <laughs> I mean, Hitler's in the history books. He answered that question. How he did that is not well, not okay. so great. Can't really get <laughs> behind it. that one. Sure. But, uh, you know, he answered that question. He answered it. He got the binary part right. He got he got the how he wanted to do it wrong. You understand? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, he could have also made history if he decided, oh, man, I'm, like, uh, a little bit Jewish. How about I feed every Jewish person? First guy in Germany to feed every Jewish person, even if they're wealthier than me. The biggest <laughs> Passover Seder ever. That would have yeah, been a way to right. make history, but he decided to go with the opposite route. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Take a little extreme on his part. Jews. Yeah. He could have made the greatest Seder ever, but he just ruined it. You remember that Seder that Mr. Hitler threw? Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Hitler. we could be saying that. <laughs> he chose to make history the right way. Yeah, there, there's there's some fucking version of Man in the High Castle where this is this is already on, like, the storyboard. Uh, Hitler throws a Seder. Mr. Hitler. <laughs> so here's where stratigraphy comes into play. I talked about it a little bit. That's the different layers of soil. So mm. it turns out, after he digs this big trench, there was actually nine cities built on top of each other in this mound, and each had their own. Oh wow! Each had their own stratigraphic layer. So um, the second from the bottom city, Schliemann was like, "Dude, this has to be the city of Troy from Homer because it's burnt. Everything's burnt there." So like, oh yeah, soot. Look at the soot. It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of burnt material. And Schleeman's like, all right, fuck everything else. We're just fucking paving everything down to... They called this city Troy 2 because it was second from the bottom. So, mm. Troy 2. We're digging oh, wow. everything down to uh. Troy 2. Cool. Making a parking lot. Calvert's like, whoa. Uh, I'm the brains here, and I think that Troy 6 is actually Homer's Troy. So the sixth layer up, that's the Troy we're looking for. Not Troy 2. How many layers are there? Nine. There's nine cities. Built on top of each other. That's dumb. Yeah. I wonder what that looks like. It's probably crazy looking. I mean, you think about New York City, right? When uh, the Twin Towers, when they were digging out there, they found like a, a ship at the bottom of where the Twin Towers oh, yeah. were. Right? Yeah. So like yeah, people this is just, New York 1. People just build on top of each other. It makes you wonder. Right? Just keep going up. Yeah. So Calvert's here like, Troy 6 is, is the one. That's Homer's Troy. And you're destroying everything, going down the two. Centuries later, thanks to radiocarbon dating and other factors, they had found out that Troy 6 and Troy 7, specifically Troy 7, Troy 6 and Troy 7 were very similar. Um, it was basically like they put an extension on their, on their building, right? Ah, Troy 7. Right? Yeah, right, yeah. So Troy 7 was actually the late Bronze Age when the fall of Troy happened. And you could see when they examined the the rocks that there was like arrow holes stuck in thing, like, you know, arrows stuck in things. There's like a lot of dead bodies at that level. So here's Schleeman yep. blasting through the city. He was trying to look for, uh, breaking all these artifacts and just throwing them into his dumping pile. So now when archeologists go to Troy, they literally go into his dumping pile and try to figure out 
Like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's all jumbled up in this His dumping fucking pile. pile. <laughs> Making history. Yeah. So besides the charring on Troy 2, Heinrich uh, believed that that lair was the fabled Troy because he had found something that he had called Pyram's treasure. Pre- Wait, what did we, what'd we decide on? P- Pyram? I went with Priam. Priam. Okay. So they called it's something that he found Priam's treasure. Uh, and he found this treasure. He's like, it has to be Priam's because he's in the book. He's in the good book. Who else? Who else would it be? Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Yep. It's his. Yeah. So Schleeman writes um, about him finding this treasure. He said he had been watching one of his workers because he wasn't digging really himself. He had hired workers to do this stuff. He's a dignified man. So well, of course, he, yeah. yeah. I mean, no one ever assumed that he was doing this himself. He was getting uh, poor people to do it. Yeah, poor Greek and Turkish. Yeah, he was rich. So Schleeman, this is in his his diary because we went through his diary. We found all these like inconsistencies. Um, so right, right. Schleeman said he had been watching a worker dig out a bronze cup, and he saw a glint of gold. Oh, mm. Ooh. nice. So he stopped the dig, dismissed all of his workers, and him and Sophie, his wife, dug the treasure out on their own. Oh, without witnesses? Yeah, they brought it back to their tent. They cataloged it. It was gold cups, uh, gold necklaces, rings, pots, uh, stone hilts. It had to to have been a king's treasure. (laughs) Obviously. Cool. Yeah. Good logic. Now, uh... As you picked up, this treasure is very sketch. Uh, First of all, the location of the treasure seems to change from one account to another. Like, ah, yeah, I found it right next to this gate over here. Had to be. For all we know, that could be a pawnbroker's treasure. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Secondly, Schleeman had paid his workers for fines they made, so there was an incentive to dig up good shit. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, Oh, is is it percentage based? Well, it's like, yeah, yeah. You found like a great dig. I'm gonna give you fucking. I don't know what they do in Turkey. I'm going to give you seven turkeys. More money. Because you found this great oh, thing. Shit. The butterballs? And as we had, had, also another thing, as we had seen, Schleeman had a nasty habit of combining his finds into one. So in his diary, we can see him finding a sword here, a bronze cu- or a gold cup here. And in his publications, these finds all come into one spot. Priam's treasure. Right. Right. <sighs> Um, this was obviously Zeus's summer home. <laughs> yeah. I found this ancient chalice and a sword and a couple sandals that were probably left behind and some pots and perhaps even a ninja, which is a very expensive blender for the time. <laughs> mm. it's, no, it's no magic bullet. Those things are dinky. Yeah. People believed... Here's another thing. So people believe, and I say people like archaeologists believe that the contents of Priam's treasure may have just been planted there because the things that were included were not from the time period, and we haven't seen anything like this since this dig, right? Like, so the, the objects they found, the earrings, like, they don't match anything else we've found since then. He could have just went to oh, a wow. local so goldsmith all... and be like, make me some earrings. Here's some gold that I found in California. Make me earrings. Mamet, here's some money. Go down to Party City and buy some glitter. We're going to put it all over this place and show them what a real dig is like. <laughs> and there is documented evidence that Sophie wasn't even on the dig site the day of the discovery because she was pregnant with a child 
And there was malaria season in the area because, you know, everywhere had malaria season. So she, malaria she in was area. in Athens the entire time. So the whole thing about him writing about it, him and his wow. wife digging up the treasure is complete bullshit. Yeah, Slides. he's romantic. Yeah, Jeez. he's got a 19 year old wife. He's being romantic. You were basically there. I told you about it. It's the same thing. Your eyes, my mouth, same shit. Yeah. And the final thing is, is that all, he found this treasure in the final few weeks. And this was like, you know, they set the dig period. They're like, this is how much money and how much time these workers can be here for. So they found this find in the last few weeks before Schleeman was going to wrap up the dig entirely. Right? All oh, three so seasons. Kind of and they're like, we haven't been finding anything. It's just been pots and shit. So all of a sudden, he's like, bam, global news with my fucking, here's... Priam's treasure, the guy you've read about. Yeah. Wow. Um, so with global news came the Turkish government. They're like, whoa, what are you doing over there? You, you're digging all shit out of the ground. You're digging that shit out of the ground. That's ours. I'm sure they said it just like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Turkish accent. <laughs> I don't know. Spot on. Spot on. Fantastic. I, met some, I, I used to work with a, a woman who was from Turkey. She was very nice. She sounded like that. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, Travis. How's your dad going? How's your dad going? <laughs> yeah, how's your dad going? <laughs> so, yeah, they're all of a sudden like, oh, we what, whatever you dig out of our ground, that's ours. Because it's, it makes it's our heritage, right? Um, yeah, so, it's sure. also just Turkey, Turkish property <laughs> Yeah, to begin with. You want it, you dig it up. So Sophie and Heinrich smuggle... Smuggled. <laughs> Sophie, wow. Sophie and Heinrich smuggled the treasures back to Athens right under the Turks' nose. And when they were back... Were they boof it? Yeah, right up the anus. Right up the anus. All that hard metal. Look old soft. Nice. Hell yeah. So you get it in there. And just to, nice just to up the publicity, you think this these gold artifacts, they're so... Fragile and ancient, right? Like you, you stick something in the dirt for like a week outside, it's gonna fall apart, right? Is it's metal. Like I'm not yeah. even talking about just ancient history. Like uh, I left my rake outside; it's rusted. Obviously, it's all rusty. Uh, so just all just right. for publicity, uh, they went home and Sophie did a photo shoot with all of the jewelry on her, and I will present to oh. you the one picture. I just. Oh, uh, that's what a photo ooh, shoot was. It took all day to set up. You got one picture, <laughs> usually overexposed. That means you got to make the picture worth it, you know? That'd be a good photo. Yeah, you got to show us a dick photo. A dick, yeah. dick photo, <laughs> not a dick pic. Imagine the, getting a dick Polaroid. Like, wow, this, this was fucking $6. That would be great. I'd be like, whoa. It's like, wow, I got to treasure this. This is vintage. I got to send it out to, to people via the mail. <laughs> It's only, you can only send it to one. So yeah. you guys can tell me, and I, I'll probably put Sophie in the uh, in the cover art. So you just need to take a look at the cover art of this episode. But you tell me if this looks ancient, like it just came out of the ground. This is his wife wearing his fine that he thousands of year three thousand year old jewelry. Well, I like it. What? I'm confused. It, it looks like it's not being used right. It looks like it's brand new. Yeah, yeah. It, like yeah. it was either dug up and polished or just fucking fabricated in like a, a jeweler's basement. It looks like macaroni noodles. <laughs> I yeah, like it. it. It's it's weird. It, it looks more like a dress than like 
whatever she's doing with it. Like, there's earrings on her neck. I don't know what that's about. It looks like the thing over her forehead is like a cummerbund. Yeah, you put that put that to hide titties. Yeah. How she keeps that on? Thing on her forehead? That's probably... Must like slide off. Yeah, like that's not that's not workmanship. I think it's um, it's probably knotted into the thick Greek forehead hair. That's how that works. Oh. Uh, so over the course of this dig, Schleeman had a lot of personal shit going on that he mainly just ignored. Uh, first of all, his ex-wife Katerina had filed a bigamy charge against him because uh-oh. the Russian courts had deemed his American divorce null and void. Uh oh. Ooh. So Schleeman was kind of just banned from Russia. He didn't go back, and he had to up his alimony to Katerina. Oh no! How much? How many noodles? Ruples, noodle ruples, ruples. You get how many noodle ruples? How many? Se- you get seven egg noodles this month, Katerina. You better make a last. You got three children. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of breast hard, milk. Yeah, hard division. So Sophie also had popped out two little uh, uh, balaclavas. Is that no? What's the what's the one? What's the little guys? Baby. What? What's the what's that? <laughs> Babies. Yeah. <laughs> Nesting yeah, dolls. Yeah, three little Greek old babies. Baby's ass. Yeah, but that's <laughs> Russian. You should have used that with the last wife. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm just so stupid. <laughs> so Sophie popped out three little babies. Uh, so. Schleeman, who he's he's now full blown like I don't know if there's like a Greek version of weeb, but like he's like a oh. super weeb Greek. Like he's talking about things like the gods. I pray to like Lady Fortune. Like the gods have received my babies. You know, like what are we talking Japanese? Well, I, if there was like an equivalent. To the like weeb culture, but for Greeks, is there a thing? It's called hierophant. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. all right. Now learn something. Wow, the first time we actually learned something yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. So he's a straight hiero. Okay. So he's straight hiero. Do you? And he names his first daughter to Sophie Andromache, which is a from the Iliad. I don't know exactly what character. And his son was named Agamemnon, who we talked about. Oh, no. <laughs> so his name is... Cool. Agamemnon was a jackass. Why would you name your son after a jackass? Yeah, and it's also Agamemnon Schleeman. <laughs> I don't like any of I like this. the way that comes off the tongue. So when Agamemnon was... Ah, when Agamemnon <laughs> was born, Schleeman's publications of Troy were very popular in Britain. And the Good. prime minister, William Gladstone at the time... Uh, he was super interested in them, and he wanted Schleeman to bring some of the treasures he had found back to the British Museum, because Britain just steals everyone's culture and brings it back to the British Museum. Let me see that shit. Um, so Schleeman was also sucking up to Gladstone because he wanted the Prime Minister to write the foreword in his next publication. Why does he think he can sit down with prime ministers and presidents and just, just waste their? I time? mean, at this point, he's pop. At this point, he's like, uh, he's popular. He's like. He's a sensation. Before he was just like a random wholesaler, but now he's but, going around and his celebrity. Yeah. Good, good for history, I guess. Making history. Yeah, he wants the prime minister to randomly write about like, ah, oh, Troy was my the Iliad was my favorite book. Thanks, Schleeman, for finding this shit. <laughs> uh, thank you. So <laughs> thank you. So after his son Agamemnon was born, he sent a letter to Gladstone. Basically requesting that Gladstone be his son's godfather 
and then asked him permission to name him Agamemnon. <laughs> He's like, yo, yo, would you like to be Godfather? And I'm going to name him Agamemnon. That okay? Hope this all sounds yeah. good. You used to manage raisins for a living. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, Gladstone was weirded out and didn't reply to the letter. So Heinrich moved yeah. forward with the baptism of Agamemnon. But here's the catch. He didn't use a Bible when uh, he was baptizing his baby. He used Homer's Iliad instead. It's not a holy book. It's, it's, it's not a holy book. You don't do that. That's not how it do. He's making his own rules. Yeah. Well, it's better than a pamphlet. <laughs> So, is this oak tag? Well, you, you baptized your kid with a map of Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> I will name I will name you King Daka after the most mighty <laughs> the mighty roar of the King Daka. I had snuck into the woman's bathroom to get some up panty shouts, and your mother, who did not know me at the time, was very much. Anti-obliged, I guess, would be the term. Anti-obliged. We went out and fought in a bush next door, and next thing came to next thing, and we were making love on the Mountain Dew machine. And then we went on the flu machine. You know, that's a machine with a log on it. Everything's a machine yeah. there. Six flags. Part of, of machines is flags. And that's how you was made. Eggle bed bomb. That was a beautiful that's story. Eggle bed tear to my my eye. Good thing I went on nitro right before, or else I would have been <laughs> twins because I was blasting yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Love nitro. So speaking of Agamemnon, let's talk about the original guy, the jackass Agamemnon. Sh- Schleiman yeah. had rapped on his his uh, dig of Troy. And he was banned from digging there because the Turks were like, dude, you just smuggled out all of our treasure. Uh, We're not letting you back in, and we're going to have guards there now because we know you're going to try to come back. Bastard. So uh, Heinrich's attention turns to Mycenae, which is a Greek island that Agamemnon lived on and ruled over. So Schliemann was like, next big find I'm going to find going to be Agamemnon's tune. Well, okay, so he's like calling it. Yeah. So, Dude. yeah, he he was a glor like, and I'll talk about this a little a little later. But he didn't dig anywhere that wasn't a like already pre-established site. Like he's not gonna dig a random settlement. He's gonna go for the well-known things. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure, but it's low-hanging fruit. So right off the bat, the Greek Antiquity Society was like, hey, we're going to send a representative to make sure you don't destroy everything looking for your treasure when you excavate yeah. this thing. <laughs> excavate with dynamite. Yeah. so they sent over this dude, and I'm going to try his name really hard, Pe- Panagiotis Stamatakis. That was pretty That's good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Kalika. So uh, <laughs> oh, me- me- I'm going to call him Stam. Stam. Uh <laughs> Stam was supposed to be in charge. He was the one who was supposed to be like, this is how you dig. This is how we execute this. And Heinrich, you're supporting the money. You can look at all what we dig out of here. But, like, I'm in charge of how we dig this thing. But Heinrich, he had all the money. He was paying the bonuses to the workers to find those notable artifacts, right? So no one's going to listen to Stam. Everyone's like, Schleeman's the one paying me. Yeah. You go into the soil gently and you... You unfurl the sand around the pots as you Massage. find. Yeah. Gah, gah, gah. Gah, <laughs> <laughs> Give me the monies. 
Mike, if you're digging wow. a new pool, right? And I know that's what some of you do. Yeah. And you got a boss guy, and he's like, you better take your time with that. Uh, you do overtime, I'm not going to pay you. Or if you get some guy who's like, guess what? We're having a pizza party if you get that done today. You know, this reminds me of a Brendan Fraser movie called Encino Man. <laughs> where they find a caveman in a pool. So hope, I'd actually try and get it done as fast as possible. Yeah, you want that pizza party in So caveman. I could find the caveman, yeah. yeah. I'll uh, find a caveman in my It's backyard. a good analogy, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Spot on. Doesn't Spot remind on. you of any other Brendan Fraser movies. No, just that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe The Mummy. <laughs> so Mycenae had already been partially exposed and was a tourist attraction thanks to the impressive Lion's Gate that was standing. Basically a big old structure with two lions that are they're touching penises on top of it, the statue. <laughs> yeah. So the Greek government was like, dude, Schleeman, when you're moving soil around, I know but we already don't worry about Stan because he's a pussy. He's not doing anything. When you're moving our soil around, just try not to cover up the shit that like we already dug out because like people like to see that. And Schleeman's like, fuck that. <laughs> and just like covered up all this shit with his junk pile. <laughs> wow. What a fucking Holes dick. A hole. Back to a very interesting part of archaeology, soil strata. So, yeah. it seems at some point the Romans had inhabited a, the site at one point. And obviously, if it's a Roman and you're looking for something that's Greek, the Romans are going to be above the Greek layer, right? Still interesting. These are Romans. Yes. There's a long time. That's about a thousand years before this dude was hanging out, right? So, wow. So, mm. Schliemann, whenever he came across a structure or a Roman artifact, he would actually smash it or knock it down. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, this is Julius's. Oh, I hate it. Get out of here. Why? Because he just was jealous or something like that? He, could, he just could, Mike. He, he he just could. He's looking for Greek stuff. He's not looking for Roman stuff. He doesn't want... That's garbage. Rome has a city already. <laughs> Ancient okay, Greek. Okay, true. It got dusted. Completely dusted. <laughs> And now he's looking for that shit. Yeah, there's, there's no Greek today. The Greeks were around. The Romans decided to copy them and then took over everything, therefore sh overshadowing all of ancient Greeks' accomplishments, I guess. I well, know. actually, interesting. I don't know what character it is. Cody, you might know. But one of the, one of the people much. in the fall of Rome, one of the heroes, the Greek heroes, he fathered Romulus and Remus to the wolf. So I don't know. You, like, fucked a wolf or something. And... Started Rome. No, that's oh, that, on the tip of my tongue. No one fucked a wolf. The the, the <laughs> Romulus and Remus were were orphaned, and the wolf found them. Nah, he fucked the wolf. He was like, "Oh, right, what up, Nico? How you doing, Wolf? You look rather strapping tonight. <laughs> I've just now come from the vineyard. I've been stepping on grapes all day. Would you like to have a grape or two with me? Come on, suck it down, lick it up. I know you got no suction in your mouth because you're a sick beast." <laughs> Imagine a wolf with lips, though. I mean, they got a little. Something. Wait, hold on. They a little gums. aside here. You know how it's. I'm gonna no. do a little aside. You know how it is hot when, like, you know, you see that woman that, like, oh my god, she could put a, she could put like a cherry in her mouth, and then she ties a stem into a little knot. Imagine what she could do to my pee pee. Yeah, that's hard. I want. I tie it in a knot. I'm. I look for a woman that can put a hard boiled egg in her mouth and peel it. Spit out them shells. <laughs> That's interesting because I look for a woman that can put a bratwurst in her mouth and like weave it into like a basket. 
No, I want one. Of, nice. I want one of them mongoose women that are looking for eggs, and I think I found one. I. <laughs> Mike, what kind of mouth are you looking for in a woman? Uh, just a woman. <laughs> I love that sentence. Any kind of breathing woman. Just a mouth are you looking for? No, a you've woman got, that can you've take got the, air in her mouth and survive. No, you want the ones that have that sticky maple syrup in it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some poutine. All right, so here's Schleeman. He's knocking over everything, smashing. Ro- I don't know what. I what is it. this? A fucking Roman hell? This is a gladius? I hate this. I'm throwing it in the ocean. Um, and then here's Stam, okay. our boy Stam. He's like, no, don't do that. But at this point, Schleeman had about 140 workers in his pocket. So he's like, no, nah, don't let that do it. It's happening. Um, so once again, Schleeman is not pulling up anything noticeable. And in the last few weeks of the dig, uh, Schleeman strikes gold, literally. Oh, no. What he do? So Schleeman had found a mummy. And he said this mummy was what? perfectly preserved, just laying in the dirt. Not covered in anything. It's like, here's a mummy. No. We dug it out. Just hanging in out. the dirt. Right. And probably reminding Mike of that Brendan Fraser movie, Encino. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah, one yeah, where he's yeah, an yeah. actual archaeologist. <laughs> All right. So, I mean. And uh, Polly Shore. Yeah, with Polly Shore. So you can imagine in Encino Man, like, say, if they, when he pulled the, the caveman out of the ground, if it was in a desert, maybe it would make sense. Like, if Brendan Fraser did a yeah. movie with a, a, a caveman coming out of a desert hill, it would make sense. But we're on a Greek island. It's moist. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. Salty. Salty. So he pulls this mummy out, and on the mummy's face is a golden death mask. Ooh, that's scary. What does it say on the mask? Made in Taiwan? Yeah. So Schleeman writes King George of Greece about his find and then writes the newspapers. He says, This corpse very much resembles the image in which my imagination had formed long ago, the wide-ruling Agamemnon. And then he goes on and says, I have gazed into the face of Agamemnon. Scary. Why do you think that? <laughs> yeah, so he came on this mummy's face. That's that's in right. the history books. <laughs> um, but let's pause for a second. First of all, how did you know that this skeleton, this thing he found in the earth, is Agamemnon? It's just some guy. Even if he found something, it's just some guy. There's nothing that says well, this is Agamemnon. Hello, my name is Agamemnon. <laughs> well, he He's says like so. Stuck right to yeah. his shirt. We don't. Yeah, Mike. Mike brings up a good point. He said so. Right. He said so. So this is the time of photography. Like. The one good thing that Schleeman did is that he brought a photographer around and he photographed everything that he pulled out of the dirt, which was something new, right? But there's no photos or even paintings of the mummy that Schleeman unearthed. Um, And um, if he did pull up a mummy and it was just buried in the dirt, even if it was completely preserved, as he said, he said it was... He looked in, he could see the eyes of Agamemnon, his his hair was there, like his skin tone was still there. Even if that was a thing, because in certain situations that can happen when people get mummified. Once he was exposed to the air, the mummy would just deteriorate. So automatically yeah. he's covering his tracks. He's like, oh, I saw it, but guess what? It's rotten now. It's left the apple, left a banana out too long. Now it's all black. Yeah, he's all moldy now. He's <laughs> yeah. stupid. I threw him out. You don't, yeah, you I don't, don't want, want to see smell. this guy. No. Trust me, it was him, though. There were other gold death masks found in this grave site that he had found. 
most of them were pretty crude. Um, uh, There's no real details. It was just like basically a smiley face. Like, ah, look, it's a guy. Agamemnon's was super detailed. And it showed a very surprisingly 19th century depiction of what someone would imagine a king to look like. It looked very much like you, Tom. It had handlebar mustaches with a pointed spiked beard. I mean, you don't have the spiked beard, but you have the handlebars. Yeah, one day I will <laughs> when I'm ready to be king. But that's another chapter of oh, my okay. life. So, yes, archaeology. Although, to be fair, that chapter of my life will probably involve a lot of methamphetamines, and I won't really be king at all. <laughs> you will. Something you'll be close, king though. in yeah. your mind. Yeah, in your own mind. That's Tom. all that matters. Yeah, well, you're right. Guys. Yeah, thanks sure, for, the, thanks for the, the encouraging words. I feel like a me right. do meth. Do I feel like meth. a lot of people at Burning Man think that they're king in their mind. I mean, we all are. I'm upset that they didn't uh, let Burning Man happen because I would have loved to have seen a few of those people knocked out. <laughs> Karongus. Rona said, "Knock you out." So get rid of him. Back to this mask. Um, archaeologists. Some archaeologists today. Not all. Some of them. Have this mask is called Agamemnon's mask. It's, 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 a, it's one of the most iconic ma- uh, iconic finds that Schliemann found. Right, Agamemnon's <laughs> mask. That's it. This is his his swan song. All right. So now I'm looking at this mask. It looks like Han Solo in Carbonite. Yeah. So I mean, like oh, we don't okay. like. There's no photos of Ag. Like this is the thing when he says it's Agamemnon. There's no photos of this guy. There's no paintings. There's no stucco. Like, no art exists from this period. It's like prehistoric era, you know? I mean, there are some, but none of this guy, right? And you look at this, and you're like, I don't know. He's got kind of a modern-styled beard. It's pretty trimmed around. You know, he kind of looks a little European. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he looks like a nerd. (laughs) He looks like a modern... incredibly... He looks like an 1870s nerd. Yeah. Yeah. It's not incredibly detailed. It, it doesn't have striking features. It's just like, uh, yeah, that guy's got two ears, yeah, some uh, some eyes, and uh, so beard. here's the thing: is that a lot of modern archaeologists, and I say a lot uh, more y- younger archaeologists, older archaeologists, take what you just saw as like truth. This is Agamemnon's mask. We're not questioning it. But younger archaeologists think that this could have been a plant. Or, you know, it could have been just created by a local goldsmith, right? And just put, like, what he did with the coins. He's like, I don't know, I found it in the hall. And Came the thing the is, hole. they don't, they haven't seen anything like this from that time period. You know what I mean? Like, there's not tons of these masks floating around. There's, like, the five that he found, and four of them don't look very good. Like, literally, it's, if you, the other four look like if you just took off the beard and, like, the lips or whatever. It's just, like, an eye. Right? Yeah, it's like he used the same mold in the process. The guy's got vaginas for eyes. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. S- pretty thin, tight slits. <laughs> yeah, why, why yeah, why is this why is the uh this Agamemnon, who's supposedly Greek, Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. He's even got the, the stereotypical like 1950s when they made fun of Chinese people a lot, the big ears. Rampantly. Yeah. yeah. Like, he needs like the, the buck the teeth. Abusive. Like short round. That that one reputable archaeologist yeah. had that uh, <laughs> short round. Uh, does it really does it really feel like a fortune cookie under your <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you ever been called short round? Uh 
I feel like some of our racist teachers. I don't want to admit when I was. We're like, I don't know, this kid's Asian. Short round. What's the answer to this question? And I'd get it right. <laughs> Agamemnon's mask again. Uh, made international news. Everyone's like, oh my god, we found the king's mask because everyone's gullible and Schleeman's like, ah, yeah. that's not to be it. So after this it. dig, uh, he has been. He kind of goes into like another one of these grand tours. He checks out Egypt. He doesn't do any digs there, but he's asked to do a bunch of other excavations around Europe. And as I mentioned, Schliemann was, I guess you'd call a glory digger, right? So he wasn't gonna he oh, wasn't no. gonna dig a regular settlement settlement. Like he's not like, oh my god, look, here's a fucking settlement. I want to know how these people lived. And he wants to dig the big sites with historical weight. Right, so he returns mm-hmm. to e- yeah, yeah. he returns to Egypt. Um, the only one dig that he tried to do was to find the tomb of Cleopatra the seventh, the famous one, well, and Mark Antony. Right, if you're going to embarrass yeah. yourself, do it in the best way possible. Yeah, this this only lasts one day because right. Cleopatra's temple is now underwater. And he literally goes to the shore. He's like, I don't know. I don't know about this one, guys. I think it's under there. I can't <laughs> dig up anything. <laughs> wow. So he comes back with like a, a bust of a woman's head, which he just calls Cleopatra's bust or something. Oh, God. Oh, he's a phony. Yeah, and then... Pe- <laughs> Did you just get that yeah, now? Everyone's like, everyone's like... Yeah, but now it's more clear. You know, this one's just like, everyone's like, that's not Cleopatra. That's just some woman. That had her statue made, so mm. he puts this in his house. His house is like a weird. I didn't. I didn't go into the house thing, but his house is like this some weird archaeological like Tomb Raider shit where like he's got all these finds everywhere, but he's also got these weird statements on the wall that I guess are like precursors to those motivational statements. Like you can do it. Like I believe in yourself. Hang yeah. in there, baby. <laughs> Yeah, this is the type of dude that ha- would have a Billy Bass on the wall, you know? He actually had ancient Greek statues, or he had <sighs> statues, not ancient, he had statues made that he put on his roof, um, and they were naked statues of, like, Athena and all these different Greek goddesses. And the Greek, the Greek government cool. in Athens was like, can you cover that up- shit up? It's on your roof. This is like the 1800s. We don't need to see boobies. So he just took random clothes and put them on them. <laughs> Oh, that's psychopathic. The house mannequins. That's fantastic. So all this time he had been itching to get back to Troy. Uh, but he had to buy off and win over the Turkish government to get the permits. Uh, his contemporary peers and the archaeological community started to smell Schliemann's bullshit. So even at the time in the 1870s, 1880s, people were like, I don't know about this guy. I think he might have the wrong Troy. And oh, and uh, Schliemann was always there, quick to defend the fact that he had found the right city from Homer's epic. He would even pay off reporters or discredit his detractors in publications and give mm, little bonuses wow. to people that gave good reviews to his studies. Science. The guy was loaded. He could just pay for everything. Uh, so eventually he got his permits to return to Troy and this time he brought along an architect slash archaeologist named Wilhelm oh. Dorfield. So Wilhelm? Wilhelm. Wil- Wilhelm. 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 I'm thinking about ham, dude. I'm okay. hungry. 
You are. I'm hungry too, man. This is going long. So, for years, the two of these guys, Wilhelm and Schleeman, they dug away at Troy. And uh, Schleeman never found another Priam's treasure. Uh, He may have, he may have been like, guess what? I already found what I needed to attract that attention to the international crowd. So now I'm just going to like do my thing. You know what I mean? Like he needed that big spark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First. His yeah. big break. He needed to make his Zeppelin 2. Yeah. So he can continue making terrible music <laughs> and not be questioned. <laughs> it, also, it also could have been the fact that the Turkish government was there with multiple, sur- um, multiple supervisors watching him like a hawk. So, like, there's a bunch of <laughs> oh, Turkish dudes, okay. Janissaries, fucking standing over him being like, what are you digging there? What you got there? Hey, put that back in the ground. I saw where you got that from. This is Capri Sun. This is not an artifact. So Wilhelm would eventually take over the dig after Schliemann died, and his conclusion was that of Calvert's, that the correct Homeric, tri, uh, Homeric Troy was in fact Troy Six. So it's too bad Ooh. Schliemann destroyed most of it because his literally his predecessor was like... Fun. Uh, Troy Six was the one. Idiot. It, oops. And ask me the question. Oops. How did oh. Schleeman become a dead man? <laughs> so, in 1890, at the age of 68, mm. uh, yeah, one, shot. One, yeah, shot. one shot, dog. One shot. He could have gone to heaven. Yeah, he could have gone to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No questions asked if you die at the age of 69. They just let you the could fuck in there. Murderer. Well, you you have another shot, but it's unlikely. It's 420. You have to live for 420 years. So, like, oh, that's, vampires. That's a hard and then one after that, in. Yeah, and then after that, it's a 1,337. Yeah, or 666. Right? Yeah. They got a sub-level of heaven, which is kind of just like a moldy uh, friendlies you can go to if you make it to 90. Just because that's a nice number. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you made it. Have an ice cream cone. It's got ears on it. It's a little gremlin you could eat. It's also the ears are made of <laughs> Reese's Pieces. No vanilla. We only have mint. Sorry. <laughs> so this is a new one for roast mortem. It's kind of gross. It's maybe not as gross as like Joanna Southcott. But so Schleeman had been going deaf over the course of his career. Um, people had noted this. So like, mm-hmm. ah, this guy can't hear anything. And yeah, <laughs> we told him not to <laughs> dig there, but yeah. he just dug there. Yeah, the sewage main disposal lines running right through that neighborhood. I don't know why he's digging. So there. as it as it happens, he had a spur growing inside of his ear that was blocking Ooh. his eardrum. So like this uh, bone spur <laughs> was just like covering up his Gross. ear hole. <laughs> um, <sighs> Bony ear. Was he an extra for Jason and the Argonauts? <laughs> what is going on? So he had an operation to remove his friend, who was like a physician. His friend that so he had a friend that he'd send all of his bones that he didn't want to. He's like, "Yo, you're the bone guy. Like, fucking, here's all your bones." And his friend was, right. was like, "Dude, you gotta go to get that shit taken out of your ear. Gross." <laughs> yeah. So he had an. Okay. O- Take my bone. Friend. Yeah, he had a 1890s operation, <laughs> and they removed the cartilage, which he <laughs> packaged up and sent to his bone friend. He's like, "Check out my ear bone. <laughs> you can fucking take it." 
<laughs> fucking yeah. weirdo. It's like when you... I, I've never done this, but it's when you take a huge shit and you're kind of proud and don't want to flush <laughs> it. But you don't want to send your friends like a picture of... Like, you gotta a measure it. Nah, it's, it's weird when it gets curly, though. <laughs> if it's a straight one, I, I just reach in and grab yeah, it's it. Yeah, falling out. Choke it. <laughs> Pretend it's a piece of coal. <laughs> Choke it. <laughs> so, anyway, his infection... Or sorry. So anyway, his uh, operation got infected. So Schleeman was walking around with a smelly ear, yeah, um, for weeks, <laughs> just ignoring the problem. And uh, just shitty head. Hey, the side of your head is disgusting. Yeah, it reminds me of that movie Encino Man. <laughs> mm. Oh God. So then, on his travels back to his ninth season of excavation at Troy. He collapsed in the streets Jeez. of Naples. The infection had spread to his brain and had formed an absence, and he died of a super stroke. Good riddance. Super stroke. Super stroker. Super Wow, Travis, I've never been so bored in my life. I really appreciate <laughs> this. <laughs> well, Tom, guess what? Uh, I have a little bit of post-mortem. Great. Do Maybe it. it will be a pick-me-up. All right. So <laughs> an interesting thing happens to Schleeman's Priam's treasure, the big one that he had found. So Schleeman uh, uh. had been looking to sell this treasure to the highest bidder for years. He had been like, I don't know, the British government, you guys <laughs> want this? I'll, you can give me a bunch of pounds. Give me pounds of bacon. I'll take it. Pounds of bacon. Yeah, I'll do it. So he was going to sell to the British Museum, and then after Gladstone snubbed him for not being the godfather of his child, he was like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm not oh. selling it to Britain. And eventually he traded it, most of the collection, to the Royal Museum of Berlin in exchange for an official doctorate in archaeology. What? He bartered for a degree? Can you just do that? One of my He's like, look what life. I found in the dirt. You can make, give me a doctorate. I'm a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I always wanted to be an architect. How many dicks do you think I could suck? <laughs> uh, At least 14. 14. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 14? What are, I could suck 14 dicks. You well, no, you have to dicks. do prime. You have to do prime numbers of dicks. So thirteen dicks. Thirteen yeah. dicks. And uh, Cody, you say they're 13. weird shaped. No, they got to be weird dicks though. Weird dicks. Like, like oh, this one's a Siamese twin dick. <laughs> oh, it's got the Put two it heads. It spits at you. Yeah. <laughs> before you <laughs> or even no, start no, looking it, at it. No, it's got the one head and just branches out and then comes back into the the bottom of the guy's pelvis. Oh god! Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's a guy <laughs> like a, I would take on nitro. Like a tuning fork. Yeah, tuning fork, wishbone, slingshot. Okay, thing. so it's kind of hurt. So this this it boy, is. his Pyram, uh, Priam's, what are we calling it? Priam's, Priam's, Priam's treasure lived in the Royal Museum of Berlin up until World War II. Um, at that uh -oh. point, uh, the Nazis had moved the treasure into a bunker underneath the Berlin Zoo. So it had survived all the bombings and all the shit in Berlin. Berlin was pretty much like you know, bombed to the ground. And when the Russians came in and captured the city, they took Priam's treasure without telling anyone. So, yeah. So everyone was like, did this like treasure? Because like they didn't know all this shit about him planting stuff. They had just read his autobiography. It was like, this has to be the tr Priam's treasure, right? This guy's super legit. Troy existed. Fucking apples and and cupids and cherubs and all that shit. Real. Yeah. He found. No. So every, okay. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh shit! Did we just like the, the Americans are like, did we just bomb this shit back into this? You know, back to Greek? 
times? Do we bomb it back, Lynn? <laughs> um, Did we re-ruin it? Yeah, but actually the Soviets had taken it and they had put it into a one of their secret Soviet bunkers back in Moscow. It's nice of them. And when the Iron Curtain lifted in the early 90s, all of a sudden in 1993, Priam's treasure magically appeared in the Pushkin <clears throat> Museum. I all guess... Uh, look at this. Was it presented by Chris Angle or Dave Blaine? <laughs> uh, it was mm-hmm. Putin's version of, or, uh, of fucking Chris Angel, so it was like Vladimir Angelia. It was actually just a bear. They just released a bear on the general public. We're like, hey, guess what? The Pushkin Museum, we're releasing a big thing. And they just released seven bears into the audience. Look yeah. inside gun. <laughs> I have nine bullets in clip. Shoot you in head. You are dead now. Count the clip. Ten bullets. How do I did it? Magic. So now there's actually a big debate still going on today. It's been almost 20 years now about who owns this treasure. Germany is like... You guys stole that from me. And Russia's like, that's uh-huh. war reparations. And then there's the Turkish government oh. who's like, hey, Schleiman just smuggled that shit out of our country, so we own it. And Greece is like, hey, Schleiman like, brought that treasure to Greece, and like he was part of the Greek antiquities thing, so we also own it. Uh, well, now you got Greece, who's just... I'm, I'm sure their real argument de- deep down inside is like, Hey, uh, the euro happened to us. <laughs> yeah. So could we please have anything? You European fucks. Yeah, so up until this day, uh, uh, Priam's treasure is still in the Russian Federation in the Pushkin Museum. And again, this debate is oh, ongoing wow. about who owns it. It's kind of interesting. Pierce? <sighs> well... You know, I just love Greek trying to be like, yeah, no, it's ours. Everyone who actually had their hands on it was like, no. Shut up, Greece. Go back and make us G-Rose. <laughs> and that is all of Schleeman and his shitter, shittery. It's that thing fuckery. Well, there you go. Yeah. Amazing, Travis. You know, a piece that, of shit. That script was almost bearable. <laughs> Do you remember when I went on too long about the Iliad? That was a good time. Yeah, let's recap this episode. So um, we did a How Was Your Week? Nothing happened. Cody yeah. told us about a, a book that's very unimportant and very uninteresting <laughs> at the same time. Which Harry Potter Travis book was story. it? <laughs> they got Travis Schleeman. His, his dad yeah. was harsh. His mom died. <laughs> now And then he did a bunch of stuff, and now he's uh, a bad man. Because he didn't I think Mike, took, Mike a nap. took a nap <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> sent us pictures of Brendan Fraser while I was trying to read my script. <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot of Brendan Fraser photos in the chat right now. Uh, wow. Thank you. That's all, right. all part of the... the uh... Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <There was. laughs> a Michael. All right, so that's Russ Mortimer. just Joe Biden. Uh, all joking aside, uh, Travis, that oh, was a God. lot of fun. Yes, thank Hell you. Hell yeah. Good script there. Interesting guy, even though I hate archaeologists. <laughs> Uh, Tom, guess what? You learned something. It's a science. It's basically science. It's basically like... I did. Uh, do we want to send someone to the moon? We should bring archaeologists because there is definitely moon people. There's definitely a bones. Oh, the, the they're in the yeah. craters. Definitely moon. bones. Send some... Elon's yeah. trying to make a mission to Mars. Guess what? Send an archaeologist because Martians have bones. Yep. <laughs> they have bones huh. made of wood. <laughs> That's even more yeah. confusing. It's a bunch of Pinocchios up yeah. there. Every time they told a lie, they built a building. <laughs> and 
and a wow. Nazi base. Don't forget that. All right, so that's Ross Mortem, though. Thank you for listening, Whoa, everyone. Oh, yay. It has been it. quite Look the time go. we spent with you. We had a great time with you. Baby Bells. You had a great time with us. Don't tell yourself otherwise. Go to patreon.com slash Ross Mortem I have a, ch- Do it. I have a challenge for everyone that listens. I want everyone to, uh, you don't even under- need to unwrap them. Just see how many Baby Bells you can stick in your mouth. Send us. You unwrap them. P.O. Box. Unwrap them, please. That's wax. P.O. Box. Roastmortem.internet. P.O. Box. Wait, what? How's that? How <laughs> wow. do you do That's that? how you do internet and postal service. All right. Well, I guess if our entire audience, 12 You're people. You're welcome. Choke <laughs> death. Still better rates than Corona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, Mike. Mike. That is a <laughs> sexual Sexual Fraser. <laughs> Mike. Mike, where did you get that picture oh, oh, of my oh, body? Oh, 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 wrong chat. Sorry, where did you get sorry. that picture of my body with those those great pecs? Rippling no, out. that's not your Google. body. That's definitely Brendan Fraser's. His face is not photoshopped on there. All right, fine. Okay, everyone. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Get the fuck out of here. We love Bye. you. Bye. Thank you, Shane. Shane. Thank you, Shane. All right, I'm going to cut with my butt.